This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Episode 116 of the Mandatory Samson Podcast. Woof, we got into a very long discussion about the Milo Yiannopoulos controversy. We got a bunch of other quick hits. It's a good conversation. I really enjoyed having it, and I'd love for you guys to get involved in the comments and the emails and whatever. Uh, Stay tuned. I think you're going to like it. This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. My name is Christopher Flannery. It is a very nice spring-like day out in Manhattan. I'm enjoying myself. I didn't get great sleep, so I'm a little loopy, but I'm also excited to be here. I'm joined, as always, by my amethyst-coded friend, Joseph Noe. Hi, everybody. So how much sleep did you actually get? Half an hour? 45 minutes? Yes, I got one half hour's worth of sleep. Uh, We're also joined by Matt Weiss, as per usual. He's wearing a different shirt. I like it. It's a, is it pink or salmon? It's salmon for okay, sure. Okay, salmon. It, I'm, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with a nice ornery Chris Flannery today. Yeah, I yeah I, I was saying before we started the program that I I don't know I feel like I'm due for a rant. I feel like something's coming this episode, so this might be it. it could, I sl- I didn't get a half. You know I slept, but it, I kept getting interrupted by different things, and I don't know. I just didn't I didn't sleep. Great. Are you getting up and peeing every 45 minutes? No, I no I can hold. Uh, no, absolutely not. I have excellent bladder control. Okay, no problems there. Welcome to the program, everyone. I think we got a nice one lined up today. Quick hits off the top. And actually, quick hits are going to kind of rule the day today until the end, of course. And we have a Trump odds and ends that we're going to close out the program with. Before that, NASA's big discovery. Yay. We're also getting into the Dakota Access Pipeline deadline. Mosul in Iraq. I think it's something we've kind of neglected and I feel like it's not being talked about a lot. The Iraqi... U.S.-backed forces are now storming on ISIS in western Mosul in what is their last stronghold. We're going to get into the situation going on there. We're also going to talk about Milo Yiannopoulos. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, you're in for a treat today because we're going deep down the rabbit hole. This is going to be a weird one. How deep is the rabbit hole? Only the rabbit knows, Joey. Only the rabbit knows. We're also going to talk about Guantanamo Bay and this guy, Sebastian Gorka, who's somebody that I just found out about. He's like a Trump guy, like Trump Mm -hmm. advisor. Don't like him. So we're going to play some clips. We're going to talk about that. Uh, First, we got a quick email from Nick, which I'm going to read right now. Would you guys like to hear what Nick had to say? Yes, I do. Chris, Joey, and Matt, listening to your comments on the far-right websites got me thinking. Have you ever visited this place? And he links to reddit.com slash the underscore Donald. He goes, I genuinely have a hard time telling how much of it is serious and how much is satire. I look every now and then to see what the crazies are up to. Keep up the good work. Nick, I had never been specifically there. Obviously, I look now that Nick sent the email, but a lot of the shit that gets out there on like Breitbart and mainstream news and, Mm -hmm. and the kind of stuff that people are posting on Facebook, it's coming from places like reddit or 4chan or whatever and boards like this to me without getting specifically into like the shit that they're posting on there most of it i'd say half of it is 
joking. It's like sarcastic bullshit. Another half of it is serious, like racist shit, anti-Semitic shit. But it's a one-upsmanship of like, hey, how fucked up can I be about this? And it's also trying to critique, I think, rightly or wrongly, I think they are earnestly trying to critique like mainstream media and being like, look how they distorted this. It's not the case. But they're making shit up. The problem with it is, before you get into it, Joey, Uh is that once you start, you know, this word gets thrown around a lot, normalizing the idea of like being racist and joking or saying that stuff is, you know, white supremacy, whatever, however they're going about it. Once you start joking about it, eventually it just becomes the language that you're using and it becomes a thing. It just becomes how you talk. So then you, what started out as like maybe ironic or jokey mm-hmm. actually just becomes the way that your brain works. You know what I mean? See, because when I think of 4chan or 8chan, I think of a cesspool and it just gets worse over time. Yeah, 100%. Oh, no no question about it. It's a, It becomes a feedback loop. That's what I'm saying. The joke happened. Like, we, for example... Uh-huh. When I first started dating my wife, I mean, we're talking eight, nine years ago. It's weird to say my wife, but it's the truth. We got married. Congratulations. You Thank you very much. Uh, we jokingly, because at the time, everybody, like in culture, it was calling everybody boo, like, hey, boo, mm-hmm. whatever. So we jokingly would call each other boo and like boo, boo, and blah, blah, blah. We call each other that now. Like, yes. that, I literally go, boo, what are you doing? You know, she goes, oh, hey, boo, boo. It became what we actually did. Like, we're not, you know, we don't like, take it seriously but like that's like the nickname that we gave it because we were joking about it for so long mm-hmm. same idea with this shit the cesspool of like yeah you hang around long enough and you start you know people are using freely throwing around and or throwing around yeah. anti-semitic shit eventually you just start using it you know what i mean and it just becomes a normal thing and that's that's an the, issue that's an issue bigger picture and this is going to be a theme on the show today you do have the freedom of speech to say it you know what i mean as long as you're not Again, hurting people with it or, or telling people there's a fire and causing a, a panic. It's distasteful. It's gross. You know, it's shitty. But yeah, you can talk however you want, really. I mean, uh, you start saying something ironically and then eventually it just becomes the way you speak. But yeah, I've been to R. the Donald. I've seen it too much. I've been inundated by it a little bit at times. And it's. Oh, really? You kind of like I'm, go I'm, into I'm it? I'm a Redditor. Like sometimes I'll just see what's up and I. Like if you go on R all, it's it gets a little. I just I see it and it's like oh god. Oh Explain god. to people what you're talking about exactly for people that don't go on Reddit. Reddit is so you is the main page, but then there's subreddits of like different groups that can post and have their own community. Say on. you can you can go to your own subreddits that you can choose pick and choose which ones you want to have on your front page. So you ordinarily just look at the front page, but you can go on you can click on all and it'll show everything. Oh. And in the Donald, part of what they were doing is they found a way to. Well, they, they gamed the algorithm so that all of their posts would end up on the top of our all, so people would just see it constantly. And they've since I believe they've since changed the algorithm. I mean, you still, it still shows up. Since so the last month or so. Uh, I mean, this is you no, know, this is going on. I'd say this is a big factor in the uh, in the election. Yeah, oh. for, 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 for years though, for a couple of years. I, I mean, say, right? I wouldn't say a couple of years. I think it's as far. I think it's under a year. I guess. Oh, but, okay. Um, I think it did start out as kind of you couldn't really tell where the joke ended and then people started to take it seriously and it snowballed into this sure. into this cesspool that it is now. Right. And now it is just this place. That you, everything that comes out of there is pure garbage. But there's also people who are coming out of this and they, they have this mentality that, oh, the, the only way to actually address things is by being a troll. It's like, right. for internet speak. Well, there's also the thing... Yeah, and trolling is just and, trying to get a rise out of people by saying well, like well, some malicious shit, you know? And mm-hmm. that's why they... 
all of a sudden they think that Donald Trump is going to be great because the entire time he's just trolling and all this and like right. he's and I mean uh, I know this American Life did and the other episode after the after the election or after the inauguration uh, they went to the info- well, don't plug another podcast I'm sorry. no I'm just kidding I mean <laughs> they're, they're, it's almost like they're a little bit of a big one yeah um like they went to the it was uh, wait could you say the name of the podcast again This American Life. Oh God! No, no, no! We don't put down other podcasts. No, no. I wear glasses coming for you now. By the way, yeah. Joey made me get no. the uh, the soundboard back today, so I have it. Uh, guys, I, I just want to say I'm really excited. The soundboard is back, and I have some queued up, especially for t- for today's yeah, episode. Yeah, Joey has a specific request in. But but so they uh it, during the inaugural balls they had their own one that was not official, but they called it like the deplorable. Right. Which yeah, all these, all these which trolls... Which cute. That's yeah, it's funny. all these trolls getting together and they just have this sort of... What I sort of viewed as this warped worldview of, oh, we're fixing the world by trolling. It's like, no, right. that's not <laughs> a good way to have... You're not doing anything. You're just causing problems. That was the whole season. I mean, South Park, that was their whole season this year. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's like, a, you know, people just getting trolled and like they think they're helping by trolling, but you're not, you know, you're just being an, you're just an asshole. You're like, just no, maladjusted. Right. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like, there might be people that go on those boards. They know the joke, you know, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's still shitty to be on there, like using racist, terrible language, but there are people that are, that are in there every day are not like that. However, there are people that definitely go on those boards and don't know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, if that's their community, if like that's their outlet and that's what they're seeing, they think that's what it is. So, that's not good. Yeah, so that's it's a weird thing. But that but that happens in every group. You know, I mean, not to that extent necessarily, but that happens on the left as well. There's you know these super like hippie liberal feminist groups, and th- you know what I mean. So it's like they're yeah. sort of confirming each other's opinions about stuff and closing off to like the anti-fa people and all these people that think it's okay to just go out and like beat the shit out of people you don't agree with because they're terrible and you're right you know it's like this weird stuff i mean i, and that I, I too. thought that the anti-fa people were a, a different group more like normalize you know not as extreme as some of the other no no the anti-fa people are probably m- the more extreme because they're willing to go to like violence you know so just to be clear anti-fa huh. is anti-fascist okay because my yeah sister and brother-in-law have got or future brother-in-law have gotten into that crap and i don't yeah i don't i don't approve of violence in any right well and, and the I, weird I, the, the interesting thing about it is the anti-fascist people use fascist t- techniques to shut down people that they deem fascist so it's just like it's the stuff we talked about when like people like steven crowder or whatever go to a college and milo yiannopoulos that we're going to talk about they go to a college to have a talk that is trolling essentially they're 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 essentially trying to instigate a kind of argument with you know the liberal left and they they kind of feed off each other so it's this crazy thing but but i'm of the mindset though you can protest but don't get violent don't try to shut down the conversation that's the whole point like you should be having a conversation with people you don't agree with and trying to see what where they're coming from and if you can't get anywhere then fine but you know yeah but you you also have to keep in mind the people that are having the discussion are not being open-minded they're there to further push their own agenda maybe but that's part of it then so you go okay i'll listen to your point let's have a conversation about it. if we can't get anywhere then that's the end of the conversation but shutting down speed again this is like the paradoxical nature of this whole thing i think the whole universe is just kind of collapsing in on itself it with all the shit. like the anti-fascist movement right now they go to talks or whatever events where they think 
where they people that they deem fascist are going to be, and they try to stop them from talking, which is fascist. <laughs> That's yes, the opposite. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's this weird kind of thing. Well, uh, I mean, I've been dealing with alternate facts from the from the left and the right because of this, and like my just these extreme communistic ideas that I, like, right. go too far crazy on that side. It's like you can still have alternate facts even if you even if you're not on the in the alt right. Sure. Just, oh, uh, listen. Uh, this is this amongst all other times that I've ever lived in. This is the time where you are going to just live on your own alternate facts. You know what I mean? There, there are plenty of groups that just are not interested in and, anything outside of what they believe to be right. You well, know? well, it's the people who have adopted. Oh, this is my ideology. I'm a fascist. I'm a. Con- oh, well, you're on a team. Like, you're on yeah, a team. Like, I'm you're a, team. a team. I need to adjust my facts to prove my te- uh, being on this team. Of course, get a real team. Yeah, I bet if you go talk to these anti-fascist people, they probably don't watch sports. Get a team. Root for the Jets and fucking stop beating the shit out of people and listen to real ideas. This is real life. I listen. I'm a huge Rangers fan. Everybody knows that. I love oh, hockey. God. I love it. I'll watch the Rangers. I like to fucking yell at the Flyers fans. Fuck you. You know. But it's during the game. I'm not going to go beat the shit out of somebody for it. And then once it's out, it's out. It's just, that's it. It's just fun for that to be on a team and like rah-rah. We've talked about it about a lot of these people in the Middle East as well. Like these fucking extreme, that's a team. You're on a Mm -hmm. team. And there's obviously other factors, but there's there's no coincidence that people are fucking blowing themselves up and whatever. There's no hockey in a... in Syria, maybe you need a hockey team. Maybe you need to channel your fucking energy into something that isn't d- real life destruction. You know, I mean, they, they do have soccer teams. They, they do root for <coughs> certainly like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah, how's the Syrian soccer team doing this year? They're good. I'm well. I mean, I think they're more root for uh, Barcelona, <laughs> okay. Real, Real Madrid. But you are, get my point. I'm, I'm just being hyper. But you understand what I'm saying? It's like, but uh, it's teams. You're on team communism or team Democrat or team. Stop it. We should be on team yes, fucking but human it, being. That's it. We need people to come across party lines. Sorry, Joey. No, I don't. Th- that's no, not I, true either. But you just need people that are at least willing to hear the other side, listen to what the other side is saying to an extent. Yeah, know? but that's not what's happening. No, of course not. Well, yeah. and that's also the corporate influence, and it, it behooves corporate corporations to have just two very polarized sides, and then when you need them to agree, you can make them agree. You know well, what I mean? Well, so so what I mean about crossing party lines is we shouldn't just go with dogma. It should not like anytime you're fo- focused oh, yeah. on dogma, you. Do what is actually right. Don't do it because your side says you have to or because you are so entrenched in doing it in ideology. Well, I don't know. This is the thing. It's like you don't have to make rule. I feel like we're in a, a time right now where everything has to be a rule. If you do this, you're not following. You know what I mean? It's like you can make it. Ch- I'll have conversations with people where they're like, Boy, you're, you're liberal, huh? I'll mm-hmm. go, well, yeah, some, some, yeah, on some, some things. Yeah. Like, of course, I lean more to the left, more socialist policies, whatever it is. But it doesn't. I don't associate myself with I'm a Democrat liberal. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. That's not how I view myself. I'm willing to listen to your fucking dumb argument. I'll do it all day, and I'll argue back with you. And even if it doesn't get anywhere, fine. But I'm willing to do that. I'm not a type of person. There's that a wants dialogue to, going on, but the issue is I don't want the speech shut down. You know, it's being shut down. There yeah. is no dialogue on both sides. But I, I'll be honest, I feel like the right is more likely to argue with you and have those conversations. Religion is a different conversation, well, whatever. But the but this like anti-fascist, the like super liberal left that, no, you can't talk because you're transphobic. It's like, all right, well, then what are we doing? You see, I've also found that conversations I try to have with people who are farther right right from me, well, they'll shut it down because, oh, you can't handle it. You're a liberal snowflake. Yeah, I'll yeah. get that. It's like that's just well, right, but that's they're an asshole then too. Then so, that's so, fine. I mean, then... the entire idea is people should just listen to uh, listen. 
shut your mouth for a little while and listen for once. Well, and have some information. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. It's like, stop, you know, you, you, I've, we have talked about it. I've added a lot of these conservative sites. You guys can see it when I send you the rundown. You're seeing a lot of Red State, yeah. the Daily Call show. Like, mix it in. See what it is before you completely reject it. And I, I don't know, whatever. But but so if you're going to come at me, come at, come at me with facts and then listen, with, with, allow me to rebut them. Yeah. And I'll try to do the same. Yeah, and at a certain point, sometimes the fact maybe the fact isn't going to be what changes your mind. Maybe, sometimes you go, you know what? Yeah, okay, you're making a factual argument. I don't care. I just don't feel like I agree with that. So that's okay too. Or like anything, sometimes you need a few nights of sleep to really process it. Is that directed at me? I'm sleeping, Joey. Yes, I told I know. you. Well, the, the, yeah, the, no, you're right. The, 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 there have been studies done that I believe it's uh, if you, if you just have cold facts, people are very unlikely to change your mind. It's when you introduce some sort of emotional factor that some that people are all of a sudden. Oh, so I have this gay family member. I I can start seeing why this is, is yeah, an like issue. Dick Cheney, right? It's yeah, like they they're avidly against gay marriage and bullshit, and then up oh, Dick Cheney's daughter's gay. Guess who supports gay marriage now? But that that's part of I the do. issue on I the whole immigration too lair. is the fact that there's a narrative mm-hmm. that doesn't put a, put a human face to what's actually going on. Yeah. So as soon as you have a human face, a name, a family, a context. Then the immigration switches arguments, and it's a whole different ballgame. Right. So it's when you can get a narrative to the story that it it catches on. Yeah, of course. Right. Well, that's right. It happens to a million people. It's a statistic. It happens to one person. It's a tragedy. Yes. It's the same idea. You know, when you can actually go, well, look, no, it's it's actually affecting this person. Yes. This, this, you know, yeah, of course. It's easy to change people's minds like that. Um, all right. Good discussion, Nick. Thank you for the email. We appreciate it. I mean, you guys could check out, you know, these, these subreddits, but again, it's not, you've seen it. You're just seeing, this is like where it comes from, but you've seen the distilled version in in a lot of different places, you know, one final thing on, on the Reddit going back to Reddit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been watching things lately about how people are actually gaming Reddit, uh, like outside sources know you can pay people to get your stories to the top. So Maybe think about where these story, where the Donald originated from. Were there people paying to get to get these things well, to the top? Who knows? Like you where know. where were these initial? It's more like you can just go on. It's not even about what's on top. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, but it's like you can go on. You can just look at like 35, 40 things on there and go, okay, I get the idea of kind of where this I is get gonna what, go. I, I get what's going it's on. It's the same shit all the time. It's oh god, it's a it's it, it's a circle jerk Reddit. It's that's what it is. Okay, Matt, that's it's a, that's it's, great. That's great. Let's yeah. take the language there. That's terrific. Yeah. Uh, that's all a, right, that's a famous Reddit circle. Our, our circle jerk. <laughs> um, all right, we're ready to get into the first thing here. This is an uplifting one. We go from the cesspool to the uh, I don't know. Find me life on the other planets. Go. Excellent segue, Joey. NASA announced on Wednesday the discovery of seven Earth-sized planets tightly orbiting a faint dwarf star named Trappist-1 in the Aquarius constellation just 39 light years away, or 234 trillion miles away from Earth. Researchers hope to know within a decade whether they have life or not. Ooh, thoughts on this, gentlemen? At least we know now where we're going to fuck up the next planet. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it would take a really long time for yeah, us to get there. But I don't think we're getting there in our life, lifetimes. But it's just interesting because, again, these these planets are in like the Goldilocks zone is what they call it, where they'd be hospitable to water, our kind of atmosphere, and could potentially house life. Interesting things about this. The sun that it's orbiting, Trappist-1, mm-hmm. these seven planets, um, 
And by the way, finding these this soon, they they're surprised that they found these these this soon, this close. And now they're like, there could be million, you know, there could be so many of these all over the universe. Uh, the sun is two thousand times dimmer than our sun. Hmm. I believe it's like five times closer to the planet, like the first planet. Yeah. And then the seven planets are much closer together. So if say you're on the first planet, uh-huh. orbiting Trappist one. The planet, the second planet would appear two times bigger than the way our moon appears to us. So you'd see all these fucking planets orbiting. Very, very cool. And they have like this really tight orbit. So like, you know, years are only like nine days or something. Now, isn't it also with the way it rotates that half the planet's always dark and half the planet's always light? Yes, because they're so, uh, and they range, I believe, between like 25% smaller than Earth or 10% bigger than Earth. So they're pretty Earth size, like I said. Uh But yeah, because they're on such a tight orbit, as I understand it, they don't have time to rotate the way that Earth does around the sun. So, you know, the entire planet gets sunlight. So all the planets would basically have one half darkness, one half light, which would be fucking cool to live on that meridian, you know? What do you mean? No, like one half of your uh, house would be in sunlight all the time and one half of your planet uh, house would be in darkness all the time. Yeah, like... One half would be Hawaii, and the other half would be Escape from L.A. It would be a problem. I don't, uh, I don't understand those references. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm just picturing you just have a one ring around the entire planet of houses. <laughs> just with well, yeah, for sure. Well, it'd be cool. Think about this. What if you had a baseball stadium and the outfield's in nighttime? You could play a day-night doubleheader at the same time. Or do you just cover the entire sunny side of the planet with solar panels and then just go and live, live on the dark side? Get some nice I'd probably live heaters. on the dark side. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Heat. Yeah. Well, It's fucking really interesting, but you can work it out. There's something you do on the dark side of the planet. Listen to Pink Floyd? Oh, no, it's the moon. The moon, sorry. yeah. But <laughs> so, no, no, no. So the real question is, mm-hmm. see, here's the thing. Everybody always wants to know if there was life on other planets. Right. But there could easily be life. It's just not the way we think. Well, so it doesn't necessarily have to be so Earth-like for there to be life. It's just that what we have, what we are accustomed to. Correct. Here's the th- here's the thing. So you find planets like this, yes. which they believe are similar. They're Earth-like, right? Yeah. They're in the habitable zone. They probably could have water. They likely have oceans. You know, then you look for other signs of life. To me, the question is, why wouldn't they develop life develops similarly to the way that we've developed. If, because the condi- elements are different. But the, so- no, but the condi- they're not. That's what I'm saying. The conditions are the same. That's why it's an interesting discovery because the elements are not different, largely. They're assuming that it's similar to Earth-like conditions. So likely they would probably, life would develop in a similar manner. The problem is how far down in the future, maybe life has already developed there and we missed it, or we're waiting a, boom, a million years for life to develop and we're going to be gone. So it's like yeah. that type of shit. Or we're the life that's going to develop there. Who knows? Or also, we're basing everything being carbon life forms. Maybe it's not going to be a carbon life form. No, but on this, these generally, maybe not, but on these planets, it would likely be a car- that's carbon. Wh- yeah. That's why it's an interesting discovery and an amazing discovery because... It's probably these are similar to Earth, and the conditions could how ha- you know be like Earth-like, you know. I mean, but at, at the same time, you have to think about how evolution is working. I mean, you're not going to get these perfect humanoids. Don't tell me how evolution works. <laughs> evolution? <laughs> it's a theory, didn't you know? Yeah. Uh, it was a wrestling group, the greatest of all time. But uh, I, I don't get that one I'm, either. I'm, I'm missing Joey's <laughs> references. <laughs> it's uh. It's Triple H. But I mean, what? 
You don't uh, remember oh, evolution? <laughs> don't soundboard me. I believe you've been soundboarded, sir. <laughs> My father was a bartender. All right, Marco Rubio, that doesn't make any sense. All right. But so evolution is one, one small mutation at a time and slowly you get the survival of the fittest, which I... See, that's actually... It's, I'm glad you said that because I, I read something recently or heard something recently. That's kind of a misnomer about... Like about the way that things evolve. It's not mm-hmm. survival of the fittest in the sense of I'm competing against Joey. There's millions of Joeys and there's different generations of that and they just adapt on their own. They either survive or not. It's not like I'm taking resources away. You know what I mean? So it's like, am I explaining that well? Do you understand? Sort of. What I'm I mean, so if you look at, I believe, like if you look at the Galapagos Islands, where which is where Darwin uh, came up with the theory of evolution, you look at right. the, he based it on the finches that were there, I believe. And it's just that some these these birds came here at the same time, but some had longer beaks and some had shorter beaks. So the ones with longer beaks adapted for getting different food from the other ones, and slowly they they really just uh, diverged a little bit. As I right, but that's the that's what, that's so, so perfect to put it that way. It's survival um, it, within it's it's competition so, within each species. You know what I mean? It's things didn't just disappear or evolve because birds were taking shit away from snakes. No, they're different things completely. There's just better versions of that snake or that bird and that's mm-hmm. what survives. And it is know? selection for traits that allow allow you you and your offspring to best survive. So the ones who can best survive will reproduce more and therefore right. that trait will end up being the mo- more dominant one. So in terms of pe- the odds of another species being anything like humans is so infinitesimally small because there's any number of traits that may allow survival. Maybe yeah. or or we this is what it is. You know what I mean? That, that's those are the questions that you'll mm. find out. Of course, it's probably more likely. I would think that I don't know. See, I don't want to say that. I think it's just as likely that they could be exactly the way we are, as opposed to it, drastically different. I, I would mm. almost, I would almost guarantee that there is life on other planets. I mean, Stephen Hawking is on board. With, like Stephen Hawking himself right. is like, yeah, there's definitely life, other life in the universe. Sorry, mm. sorry, Christians, we're not that special. Um, How dare you! <laughs> I deal. assume all the Christians that listen talk like that. Uh, life being out there on other planets does not disavow God. No, it, it strengthens people's argument about God. Like, look how great God is. Look what He did. He did we, a lot. We we still have no understand. We still can't explain where life originated from. That is where you, in, like that's where yeah. people will look to God and where they, in what things uh, science cannot explain. It is interesting, right? That, that is, is the thing. That is the thing. Like all the bullshit. Remember it when you're listening to, we're going to build a wall and it's going to, okay. And people I, are talking about racism and all the shit. Where did we come from? from? That's the question. You know what I mean? And that's the never going to be answered. Really? We're never going to be able to do it. Where do we come from before we're born? Where do we go when we die? It's never going to be answered. There's that's just no not hundred percent true. Because yes, it is. If there's any credence, to like in Dune and in a lot of sci-fi stuff uh-huh. that they believe that cells retain the memories. Sure. So in the future, if they figure out that, in, yes, indeed, that's actually true, that some cells do retain information, we could just unlock that information and the, yeah, but where did that information they answer to everything. Come? Again, where did the information come from first? Like the Big Bang, when you go, the Big Bang, that's mm-hmm. a theory, it seems like what happened. What caused it? What What, what is matter... How did matter exist before matter existed? What made it? Then, like, what is the force that exerted on that non-existent matter? Like, you know what I mean? That's yes, the it, shit that'll break your brain. And don't forget that. Like, any you get, we get bogged down with these crazy fake news and all this crap. Where the fuck did we come from? 
That's the fundamental, all of it, all that anxiety, all the fighting, all the war. Where did we come from? Remember that. that we don't know. Oh, a better question. We is, can't know. A better question is, where are we going? Yeah, well, I don't Is it a better? I mean, it's a similar question. I, I, I'm, more, I'm more. It makes sense to me that we are one way and then we go, we turn into something else. That's death. You know what I mean? We, we go from this form, this body, whatever this energy into some other kind of energy. That makes sense because we have a concept of that. That, that just there, increased in entropy where it is going to just, the universe is going to disorder. That's, the, yeah, there is no concept to me of nothing. Like literally nothing, nothing. to something. That doesn't make any fuck, I can't I, wrap my head around it because I've never seen it happen. I've seen a fruit, like a piece of fruit if you leave fruit out and it goes rotten and it turns into something else. I've seen people d- die. You know what I mean? You can see it. There's a concept. Chris, this is the most depressing thing ever. No, but it's not. The, just, the world is decaying. I see decay and death everywhere. But we don't. We but we don't really know what what nothingness into somethingness is. But I've seen I, something into nothing. I have seen hypotheses and what scientists are looking into in terms of. Can you believe this? We're a fucking half hour. I was like, we'll do an hour twenty. We're 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 looking at another two two and change. <laughs> but so I, I have been reading hypotheses lately about where the origin of life is. And there are people doing research to tr- find how can they create life from nothing spontane- sp- spontaneously. And no, it, but that's not, you can't do, but that's the thing. You can't do that. How, if the right conditions are there, how can you defend You cannot definitively say it's that you cannot do that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, we're already here, so you're not creating it from nothing. Theoretically, you are that either spontaneously, but you're there's if, if you shit have, here already. If you have, if you have a tank that just has all the things required for life, but is a vacuum, is void of life, a vacuum that is essentially creating something from nothing. Is if you no, it, it isn't because we're here already. No, but, uh, but the, okay. The, the, so, so if you're shh, do not cut me off. No. The Big Bang, the theory is nothing, literally fucking nothing. Big Bang, everything. With those gases, there's like things. No, but how could they? That's what I'm saying. Where did that come from? Yeah, there can't be something before there was something. So that's wrap your head around that shit. I understand what you're saying, Matt, but like a tank already exists. People are looking at the tank, so it's already stuff. So you're it's not exactly the same. But that's what the Large Hadron Collider is, where they're trying to create the Big Bang to like study that shit. It's it's insane shit. Well. I was between the two different debates. One is the Big Bang is where the universe came from. I was talking about where life comes from. The two, right. And the Large Hadron Collider isn't really creating the Big Bang because you can't have infinite. They're not, not throwing infinite mass at each other. That would destroy the Earth. Well, but they're creating these tiny black, excuse me, black holes and explosions to try to see like what, like what it would be like, fucking a sliver next to the Big Bang. Like they can get very, very close. That's what they're trying to figure. Yeah, out, I mean, really, they throw two particles at each other and try to study what particles come out of there. What is the yeah, what is going on in that? Yeah, Joey, if you had unlimited time, if they were like, here, listen, we'll pay for everything, we'll pay for your food, shelter, you're gonna li- you'll die the minute you figure it out. How long would it take you to build build the large hadron collider? On your own. You have to build it. You gotta figure it out. But you have unlimited time. How long would it take? Do I have access like a yeah. cell phone and Yeah, you got it. yeah, yeah. I have Everybody's Wikipedia? here. Yeah, everything's you're set. How long does it take you to do it? I my vote for me? Never. I'd never be able I to. I could do it. do it in a millennia. A millennia? All yes, right. millennia. Okay. But you see, there's a lot, no offense, Chris, but there's a lot smarter people than you on this earth. That's, so I it, don't take offense to that at it, all. It, I'm it, saying that I means would, I can't pay them to do it I for would me. I literally never be able to. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you take Stephen Hawking, assuming his body works the entire time, yeah. and he tells me and what to do, give him that much time, 
He'd figure things out. Yeah, out he'd a do lot it in quicker. like forty days. He'd be like, "Yeah, here's how you do it." It was like, <laughs> like I, a lot of time to build. If it, it wasn't yeah. for this whole ALS shit, I would have had done a month ago. Yeah, of course, right? But for me, I'd be like, I don't even understand how wrenches work technically. Uh, no, I do. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Let's good conversation. This is very exciting. These exoplanets. I like shit like this. Keep our eye on it. I mean, they're talking t- within ten years that they could know whether there's actually life there. Well, means- also you have to keep in mind that um, they've been building these telescopes that they haven't even turned on yet. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, so they have yeah. all this technology that they're still working the kinks out that we haven't even turned on yet. Absolutely. But by the way, let me say this uh-huh. final thing on the, on this point: Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Joe Rogan's podcast, which I watched this week. Mm-hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson is saying a big barrier to us exploring out into the world. And the perhaps, radiation levels again? No. No. Junk. There's so much space junk yeah, shit just orbiting floating. our planet that it becomes increasingly more dangerous for us to exit the planet or something to enter. So we might actually have just put, like barricaded ourselves, yeah, barricaded ourselves in in 40 years you know what i mean we just can't get out now because so, there's so, too much junk and it's too dangerous to get out isn't that crazy so when, when automation starts taking jobs new job the new job that gets created space janitor yes yeah, space janitor space street sweeper that's what we need they probably would design like a super fucking laser that would just disintegrate the fucking object he was bro. saying it's it's not really pot like they're working on it it's fucking really hard to do there's so much crap up there it's pretty great. It's pretty wild. His life must be interesting with the Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, the guy's mind is just, you know, it's just for, firing for, and also. Okay. Well, I, and I, he's not even the smartest. He's very smart, but he's not. He's the not smartest. the smartest. I was, I was going to point out. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he is not like people are asking. People ask like, oh, when is Carl Sagan going to win win a uh, Nobel Prize? He's the same sort of guy as Carl Sagan. He's educate. He's an educator more than a more than the researcher. He does his own research, right. but is not the cutting it. Like he's not on the cutting edge as much as people you've never heard of. No, but in terms of being able to understand, like he generally understands most of what's going on. He he understands it, but he's not the one doing the research. And his brilliance is that he is great at conveying the knowledge and yeah, trying yeah. and trying to promote science to people who otherwise wouldn't go towards science. Yes, he's one of the most accessible, brilliant people that are around like you like again well, okay. he's going on joe rogan's podcast and he's bullshitting with joe rogan like well again I, i'm pretty sure a lot of the people that do the research or that scientific have certain tendencies that are maybe antisocial. Yeah, you could say they're autistic we got it yeah that's not what i was saying but no, but i of course right but that's what what is the beauty of neil degrasse tyson he's able to blend everything a, together a likable personality yes. and humor and like being down to earth he's sellable with being very very yeah Quite the brand on that. Meal, yes, Neil amazing brand. I mean, Carl, it's like Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bill Nye. They're the same. No, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson's way more likable than Bill Nye. Oh, I don't okay, know about that. They're the, a similar sort of thing where they. Because you're a racist. No, I, I I grew up watching Bill Nye growing up. Yeah, because you weren't allowed to watch you know black scientists in your home. I oh get my it. God, because there was it was at a different time, Chris. You're rather ornery today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be fun. I'm just trying to be <laughs> so confrontational. I know. I want. I do. I want to have a fight. All right. We good with this? Yes. Dakota Access Pipeline. Only a few dozen people remain at the Dakota Access Pipeline protest encampment as of Wednesday, as officials have begun. Uh, what is this word that I wrote? Oh, evacuating the camp, making 10 arrests on the road just outside of the camp. They had yet to enter the camp. They, maybe they did today. I don't know. But uh, they made some arrests. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum expects the government to have, quote, unfettered access to the camp starting tomorrow, which would be today, Thursday, or yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast. 
Some protesters set fire to the various tents, yurts, teepees, huts that have been built over the last several months. Uh, Energy Transfer Partners in court filings this week said oil could start flowing by March 6th. By the way, President Donald Trump is invested no longer in the company, uh, but its CEO, Kelsey Warren, has donated $100,000 to Trump. It's unclear whether Trump is still... Uh, invested in Phillips 66, which is a smaller Dakota Access Pipeline investor. So that when they say he's no longer associated, he sold his he sold his thing it. in the last two weeks. Then no, no. it actually I looked. It's like he he sold it like a few months ago. Like oh, before was a he became president. Yeah, but I just happened to see oh, it the okay, other day. Okay, but okay. so I want to you know correct the record there. No, but we're not sure about Phillips 66, and for sure Kelsey Warren is a goddamn friend of Trump's, right. and you know. So I have a quote from. Uh, Bogum, and I want you to tell me how you feel about it. Sure. We're saving taxpayer dollars anytime we buy a bus ticket in a hotel room rather than put people through the legal system, meaning that they're telling the people there that we're going to give you a hotel, go to sleep, we're going to give you a bus ride ticket home, you go home. Is that enough? Well, there's also the issue, I mean, legitimately probably there is a safety issue there yes. like because it's getting towards like the rainy season or whatever it is flooding and shit mm-hmm. so people that are there are kind of in danger you know they are endangering themselves I'm not saying right or wrong they should make the move or any of that stuff and that could also be bullshit too to a big extent but uh so what so the point is people that were protesting you're saying yes. people that were sleeping out there they're offering them what a night stay at a hotel and then be like here's a bus ticket get the fuck out of here you can go home yeah like you know what we're asking you to disperse right we're giving you an opportunity. We're going to pay for you to go home. You can have a night's rest. Right. You can clean yourself up, whatever it may be. Do you take it? I, I don't or know. Or is that I selling mean, out? Well, that's legit. I mean, that they're doing that. That's like a, a good thing to do, I yes. guess, as opposed to just kicking people out. But I think it's still well within people's rights to stay. <laughs> like, that's the problem. That becomes the issue. Like, that is what a protest is. Like, okay, get out of here. We want to build the pipeline. Be like, I'm protesting it, though, and I have the right to do that. So... Those people's rights need to be protected. So, yeah, I mean, but it's good that they're doing that for people. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also it's not well within people's rights to stay there. Well, it's not enough. Like, they're protesting. So if the fucking pipeline doesn't get built, it doesn't get built. That's what it is. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't call it good that they're doing that. I mean, the people want to be there in this America. You can. Well, be- people have left, though. I mean, voluntarily. Yeah. A lot of people have okay, left. Okay, so if you, you want to leave, then leave. But you can't just say, like, I, I don't like this idea in America that Oh, it like you need a uh, permit to protest. Or you like no protest should be some, like if, if you want to protest, you should be able to express yourself. Love it or leave it, hippie. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I was ta- like I was talking to <laughs> sorry, I was talking to someone in New York the other day, like in New York, who went to a protest and it was like scheduled from like f- uh, noon to four, and then the police come at three fifteen, say okay, start start clearing out. It's like that's that seems really un- inorganic and just kind of yeah for sure well and that's that is a corporatization of the country and militarization of the police and all that stuff where but look it happens when you get this type of president in office that he ran on that in part you know american carnage law and, order. Every law and order back so Pete, there's an appetite for that to an extent but i hear you man i mean i've always said it i'm completely 100% in favor of any protest that wants to go out there and protest and they have the right to do it whether I agree with them or not, fucking Westboro Baptist Church, all that shit. I don't yeah. agree with them, but yeah, go protest. I mean, protest like the, like rules about protesting like that existed long before Trump. I mean, I, I remember hearing about rule, things about Bush where they made people yeah, the protest. Yeah, the free speech zones yeah, and all like, that crap. I mean, that was under Obama. I, 
I mean, under Bush, I think it was probably under Clinton. It it just yeah. We have this corporatization of protesting where you you need permission to protest now. Well, of course, because here's the thing, man. It is it is that is the nature of protest, but they are inconvenient. And if you're fucking running a state or you're trying to build a pipeline or you're whatever, you're the police. You're like, we got to figure out how to wrap this up. You have to adjust. I want to go. No, there's yeah, certain but, other things going. But on. that's the point, though. That's the whole point of a protest is to be inconvenient. When people are like, well, I don't mind people protesting, but when they shut down the road, I'm late for work. Yeah, dum dum. That's the whole point. They want you to be late for work. So when you get to work, you go know, those goddamn pro pipeline protesters. What pipeline? Now you're talking about. That's the whole point. Yes, but the issue becomes when we need that ambulance to get down that street. Absolutely. And sometimes it can't gotta, get down that street. Gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet sometimes. I hear you, but you know what? It's the same shit as Chris Christie shutting it, shutting down the bridge. Mm-hmm. People died over that. That's il- fucking illegal. Chris Christie doesn't have the right to do that. He should get in trouble for it. Protesters, yeah, man, I get it. I'm not. I'm not. If it was my, say my whoever, I'm not gonna like name a person, but somebody that's close to me mm-hmm. dies because of a protest. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be pissed off at the protest. I'm not gonna like it. Unfortunately, though, that. It is what it is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they they have the ability to protest. That's the point of a protest. But so, right? I mean, I, yeah. it's not being callous, but that is what it is. So I would say that the role of government, in some ways, is to try to maintain a level of happiness that protests don't shut down society. And if you like, the government should take that as a as a sign about their job. By oh, like there's all these town halls against us. People are angry. Don't be get mad that people are being angry. Realize, oh, I'm not doing my job effectively. I need to actually. I guess, but if but definitely in an ideal situation, right? But if you're late for work and you're like, I got this fucking meeting at nine thirty. This asshole's in the middle of the road. I can't get there. Or my wife is is in labor and now we we're have stuck. to get to the hospital. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, yes and no, right? I, I didn't do it, <laughs> so I get it. But you, people look, people don't have to react anyway to it, other than the people that are in. Uh, you know, positions of authority. If you're out there protesting, you're, it's your job then as the police, not really to get rid of those people or move them. It's to make sure that they stay safe. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then you just maintain order. That's all you have to do. The people that are out there protesting, God bless you, go protest. And that's your right to do it. That's Vic, it. I'm going to tell you but this. But it's, it's not anybody else's, uh, uh, you know, job to go, oh, good for that. Well, you can, I'm going to tell you this right now. 2017 might be the year of the protest. Well, the way things are going. Yeah. Especially if this administration does choose to pick a wall with another country. Oh, well, there's going to be happening. a shit ton of problems. That's happening. I mean, I, I can't imagine we're not at war within two, two years. I mean, I really feel that way. Uh, also, by the way, Matt, you're going to have to look this up real quick. Gary Kasparov, the famous chess champion. He, uh, he <laughs> tweeted something the other day that I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Gary Kasparov. You gotta, you gotta find it. Basically his point was, you know, People are out there protesting, and it seems turbulent, but Americans are remembering shit that they forgot and took for granted for a long time. Yes. People are going, oh, there's such turbulence and turmoil. No, this is just what a democracy is. You have to be engaged. Yeah. People are just engaged again. They're going, you're remembering the, the steps that it takes to get what you want done, because if you just outsource your uh, you know, democracy... It's not your democracy anymore. So that's what we're starting to realize. Take the fucking democracy back. Protesting is part of it. Yes. Being engaged politically is part of it. Being informed is part of it. This isn't, this shouldn't be, yeah, but listen this shouldn't be a moment in time. This is what it is. Stay on top of these fuckers. Go to the town hall meetings. You see the energy that people have. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Don't let them skate. But. The issue is the amount of information that's being put out isn't the right information. Sometimes do the work. Fake news. 
Yeah, you can say fake news all you want. You're right. Some of it's bullshit. That's your job as an informed electorate. And it is part, you know, it's the job of the press. It's the job of whatever. We're going to work the kinks out. But you can get real information. I don't feel like I'm getting fake news. I, I have no doubt because I know how to go through the links and I know how to fucking follow the, you know, see who's putting the information out mm-hmm. and I can vet the sources. I don't feel like every day I wake up, I'm like, I don't know who to believe. No, I do do the fucking research you got to put the legwork in and you can figure out who to follow all right you want to know what scared me when you sent me the links and it literally said that there were people out there that trust the trump administration more than they trust the reporters yeah you're jumping ahead a little bit Let me i know see i'm I jumping ahead no, know. but Let's... you know what it's on topic here all right so we'll jump ahead to, to yes. this because you brought it up and then we'll get to the next topic which i believe is uh mosul yeah so this was part of the Trump odds and ends. It's the first thing I had. It was a new Fox News poll um, that, you know, just some interesting numbers yeah. that we could talk about because we might as well. 45% of people in the poll trust that Trump is telling the public the truthful information, whereas the media is not. Mm-hmm. 42% in this poll believe that reporters are telling the truth as opposed to Trump, who's a lying bullshitter. 10% think neither of them are telling the truth, which those people forget about them. They're, you're, they're gone. Those people are done. <laughs> of GOP people or Republicans Uh believe that Trump is telling the truth, whereas 79% of Democrats think that the reporters are telling the truth. Of course. That's insane. It's not, I mean, it's troubling, but one group, 79% understand what's going on. Right. And then the other group, half of them think Trump is telling the truth. Yeah. Which is the problem with that is, and it's not to say that reporters and journalists can't get things wrong or that there are people with bias, whatever. Of course there is. And you're going to catch people doing that sometimes. The problem is it's it's saying you believe in Trump means you believe in power and authority more than you believe in a free press. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Take Trump out of the equation. When you go 80% of Republicans are like, yeah, the guy, our guy is telling us the truth. The guy in power is telling us the truth more than journalists like or independent journalists or whatever. That's a big problem. Yeah, it is. Right, because the official story is your news now, that which is a huge deal. And you saw it with liberals under, you know, liberals, Democrats under Obama, which we talked about a lot of things that Obama was doing wrong. We talked about yeah. things that Hillary's doing wrong. You got to do that, man, and you have to do it, especially when it's your person in office. Like yeah, that's it's even who you're more, voting for. Yeah, it's even more your responsibility. It's your burden. Sixty-eight well, percent of them uh, believe that the media is tougher on Trump than Obama. Maybe and good. Mm. The media should be fucking aggressive That's towards a tough all one. of them. All of them. But the media might be tougher on Trump. Maybe. The media was not kind to Obama at a lot of times. Yeah, but the uh, okay. I mean, it, depending on which how you define them or which media, I guess. Either way, I think that the media should be brutally aggressive to anybody that's in power. That that's is true. their role. That yes. is their role. That's why I like a guy like Glenn Greenwald, who is a fucking pit bull when it comes to he is all over it. Fifty-five percent to that point of people polled in this poll believe that the media should cover the president aggressively. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Of course, that's their whole point. Otherwise, what are they doing? Then they're just retweeting what Trump is saying. So the people who just decide that Trump is more reliable than the media, mm-hmm. these are the same people who for the longest time were going on about how we can't trust anyone government. We need to get we like we can't yes. we need an outsider. Yeah, but the savior came. Right. But, but so Right. But so you need to look at the motives here. Trump has a, such a... These people need to look at the fact that Trump has every motive to lie. He has every motive to tell you what he wants you to hear. People in a position of power have a motive to distort what is going yes. on, to make it seem like they're doing a good job, of course. And to maintain the power. Whereas right. the media's job is 
Well, to sell articles, which is by truth and, to power. That's that and, phrase. Yeah, that's the whole point. And like they're trying to they're trying to expose things. They might. I mean, if if they're wrong, they tend to the idea is that it doesn't go anywhere and they lose credibility or they retract it or yeah. whatever. But to that point though, there's also fucking lapdog press, you know, that is just going to kind of corroborate what the official statement from the news, from the white house is and, and not critically look into it. But there's plenty of people, there's plenty of people in the media that are doing that. Yeah. And they should be, they have to, that's all they're there for. Otherwise I can read the white house press statement. I don't need you to regurgitate it. Yeah. And I think it's more fun to watch Sean talk about it though. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Let me let Sean Spicer explain it. Yeah, ask him some questions. That's the thing. Mustn't it be fun at this point to, to just... People are like, oh, we're never going to be able to keep up with it, the media. No, this is the time to shine right now. Yeah, and it, it always should be, but especially when you got a guy like Sean Spicer or Kellyanne Conway where they're just going to say crazy things. Yeah, man, this is the time to go for it. It's like when... Uh, you know, the when we were playing those clips of Al Franken and Bernie and all those yeah. people when they're grilling Trump's nominees, that's go time. Yeah. That's the fun part of it. It's time. our access, baby. Yeah. You can ask them anything for as long as you want. Not for as long as you want. but No, but yeah. All right. Ready to get on to the next thing here? Yes. We're at 50 minutes. I'm not keeping count. We are. We have a clock. I we know. I'm not looking at the clock. Clock okay. does not exist. U.S.-backed Iraq, uh, Iraqi forces have begun the assault on the last remaining ISIS stronghold in the western part of Mosul, hoping to clear a path straight to Mosul's airport to create a base for further attacks into the city. ISIS militants are under siege while some 650,000 civilians remain in harm's way. 400,000 could be displaced. And the UN is saying that civilians are at extreme risk right now. The battle for the Western port of Mosul pits a hundred thousand Iraqis with U S backing against roughly 6,000 ISIS fighters. There's no way to like specifically know, but they're guessing that. They're assuming that ambush points uh, have been set up throughout the city, which, again, we were talking about this a little bit before we got on the show. Man, you got to know that this is going to get ugly in the middle of the city because this is really, you know, a last stand in Iraq for ISIS. And they're brutal. You know, they're going to be using human shields. They're going to be doing anything they can. and, And essentially, Iraqi and U.S. forces have to walk into the trap right. they have to do that so i understand that right now we they're pinned okay isis is isis is to an extent yeah we have what about five thousand troops over there yeah wouldn't it be the time to do an operation overload i know it sucks balls but this is the time you send more boys in like there's human shields so now you have somewhere where you have to account for other human life there are civilians you know that you need more people to get the civilians out. You have to protect those civilians. Right. So isn't this the time that we should be sending more people in? Like you're saying more U.S. troops? Yes. I mean, we- Shouldn't we send in the best trained troops to protect these people? That's the entire point, right? If you're this close to the finish line, why don't you kick the fucking ball in? I I hear that. We've talked about it on the show before, where it's like if he's Trump's talking about wiping out radical Islamic terrorism. You have them pinned. You know where they are. Well, they're not the only terrorists. Yeah, well, it's a group. And we've talked about it on the show. Like, if you're really, if you're serious about wiping out ISIS completely and you want to kill, yeah, send in 150,000 troops. That's how you do it. And then on top of that, not only did you send in more troops, there's no appetite for that though. But you know. And then comes the next part. You can't just go in, kill a bunch of people, and leave. Right. You have to rebuild the community. Absolutely. So that way the children see 
that, yeah, they killed some people, but you know what? They built the schools up. They're giving us an education. We have access to food. Yeah, you're, things are changing. You're 100 percent right, but that's the thing. And I'm not advocating. I don't think at this point this is what you do. Send in 100,000. There's 100,000 Iraqis there that are getting strategical support from the U.S. And there are, you know, soldiers. I don't there. think that's enough with all the civilians. But they're 400,000 civilians. They're their own civilians. That's the thing. These are Iraqis defending other Iraqis. That's the point. That's why it's important that this goes well and that this happens because then it's their own people. Yeah. And then, yes, you're responsible to rebuild your... And the U.S. is going to be involved in Iraq forever. We're never going anywhere. We, we built a billion dollar or more, you know, embassy there. The yeah. U.S. is going to be in Iraq. And that's hopefully what ends up happening, where you do actually have an ally there. Hasn't worked out exactly that way, but it seems like, you know, at least to, to an extent, ISIS is being eroded here, and, and we'll see what happens. ISIS's leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, is somewhere... Between the Iraq and Syria border border with like Raqqa and, uh, you know, I forget the name of the town that's in Iraq. But anyway, but there, yeah. there's he's somewhere in between there, because like we said, when Trump goes, this is why you don't tell them, because he just disappeared. He can't disappear. Fuck nut. He's somewhere <laughs> between Syrian ISIS stronghold and Iraq ISIS stronghold. He can't. There's not a lot of places to go. You know what's great, though? He can't warp. Huh? He can't warp. Who can't warp? He can't warp. Like a terrorist can't warp? just warp. No. Are we sure that ISIS does not have that technology? Yeah. Well, they, they do kind of time warp. They, they, they're they stuck in the fucking 1400s. They strap bombs themselves and then poof, they're gone. They're mm-hmm. off, off the planet. So they are kind of, you know. Well, so, so to Joey's point about, I'm not sure cramming more people into it is necessarily the solution in that. Right. I That's mean, true, too. It, I understand that thinking that, okay, now is the time for overwhelming force. That works. Okay, if, if, we, if we have a total war, World War II situation, that is one thing. But when you're trying to siege a city or like trying to get people out of a city and you're trying to prevent civilian deaths, more bullets doesn't necessarily mean you're going to save lives. No, for sure. That's true. So, absolutely. Like, so it might take the city. It, I mean, it would probably eliminate ISIS, but it would not do. I don't think it would really help in saving civilians. So that's a dangerous No, I, I agree. That's a fair point. U.S. Defense Secretary Mattis, who, by the way, is probably the best appointment Trump has made. That's not, right? very, that's not a very high bar to. No, I mean, what, why? What has he done so far that's been. Terrible. Oh, I, I agree with you that he's the least crazy of the bunch, but... No, I, I actually don't even mind him. Like, I wouldn't... I don't think I'm going to mind this guy. He, he's fine. He has distanced himself from Trump, saying that the U.S. is not in Iraq for the oil. That's not what they're there for. And he's like, that's not a, pl- a policy. So I, I, I like Matt. I, Mattis hasn't done anything so far where I'm like, eh. He's right. been fine. So lately you've been hearing things that maybe uh, there's, like, different people in Trump's ear. Did Trump appoint Mathis, or you think that was a Bannon thing, or you think Trump went with his gut one time and went, you know what, he's a good general, he's a good I guy. don't know, man. I really don't know what the process was like. I would assume Because Trump- Mathis makes sense. That's the only pick out of everybody, and maybe Tillman in the end, depending on how that goes. Right. Uh, who, Rex Tillerson, you're saying? Yeah. Well, who the fuck knows? We'll see, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the process was. I think I would assume that Trump obviously ultimately makes the decision to go with Mattis, but they give him a dossier of like, here's eight people that could probably do it. Yeah. And, you know, he met them and I think he made the right choice with Mattis. And I think it's good because it's a he was going to be a counterbalance to Flynn, although Flynn is out now. And now yeah. they're talking about replacing him with H.R. McMaster, who I'd have to do more research about. But preliminarily, what I've read about him, he's not a crazy person either. So okay. it seems like you'd have two pretty strong military minds there that are cogent and not 
you know, in favor of torture and things yes. like that. So that's good. That that's that's at least a positive, and we'll we'll you know we'll see where it goes. But no, I would assume that Bannon is not a Mattis guy because Bannon's a fucking apocalypse dude. Like yeah. he, he he wants the shit to fall apart to rebuild it in in the right way in, in his know. image. Yeah, in a new world order <laughs> in his image exactly. Uh, so I would assume that Mattis is not the guy for him because Mattis is not interested in does anyone know enough about banning what the bannon image would be yeah we talked about it a little bit last week i told you he was the guy that was at uh citizens united you can go yeah. watch that documentary you could yeah i mean there's plenty about bannon but we've talked about the shit where he goes to churches and he's like this is a fundamental christian you know it's yeah, the it's, it's the it's the christian left versus you know so there's a lot yeah there's plenty out there about bannon you can read about him you see my, my image of him in my mind is just like uh from greek mythology a satyr that's what i think his uh his image is a half goat, half man. Why? Be more specific. Just that's why. Just how generally, I, that's just how I view him in my head. That's what I think All his right. image is. Yeah, I think when he goes home, he just unzips the human suit and steps <laughs> yeah, out, and he's like, much. "I'm finally free." Like, okay, it's like he can't be, he can't be fully human. <laughs> yeah. So he's actually a troll. Uh, is he might? Be, and wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, he's just yeah. standing on stilts and he's just a troll. <laughs> he's Rumpelstiltskin. Steve Bannon is Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, uh, all right, so that's what's going on there. We're gonna keep our eye clearly on this because this is a big deal, um, and we'll see. If Baghdadi gets killed, Trump will take credit for that. Fine, I guess. But all of this, you know, offensive against ISIS was put into effect and into motion while Obama was president. But listen, if he ends up killing Baghdadi, then that's something that Trump's going to get to take credit for. Yeah. Right? I mean. It is what it is on that one. Yeah. Uh, All right. Tell you what. We're about an hour in. Why don't we actually take a quick break here? Okay. We'll regroup a little bit. I'll have some Polar Seltzer, Granny Smith Apple. Maybe I'll answer an email or two. And then we're going to get into the second part of this program, which is about Milo Yiannopoulos. We're going to listen to a bunch of clips. I we're going to talk wait. about Gorka, this fuck. And then we're going to get to the uh, the uh, Trump odds and ends. Sound good? Sounds great. We're going to take a quick break. For you Samsonites listening, it's going to be really like no time has passed. For us, it could be days or even weeks. So, But we'll talk in a second. Samsonite. All right, we are back from break. Oh, it's been decades, but we're picking it up. We now are going to talk about, like I mentioned, Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, by the way, so you actually, in the break, you were saying you, you saw a show you didn't like? Yeah, so last night I, I stayed up to watch the Powerball because I thought I had the winning ticket, like everybody does. Yeah. Didn't happen that way. But uh, Would you have come in today if you won? Hmm. Because this is the majority of his salary? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, right? It'd be really hard not to tell you that I won that. No, no, no. You could tell. I'm saying. No, like, I, I, I wouldn't tell you until I had the money. Oh, fantastic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah, well, yeah. I'm getting a cut of that. Yeah, of course you are. We discussed that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, so last night there was a new show on ABC because that was the channel that the balling was, you know, that the Powerball is on. Right. And it was. The uh, balling. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, wait, a- wait. Alec Baldwin. It's <laughs> not the balling. Not doing the, the uh, a new game called the match game, and I was not impressed. How come? What happened? Well, it it was just a game where they had two contestants. They asked them questions. They write down the answer, or they say what the answer is, and they had a bunch of celebrities, which I didn't even know who the hell they were. Really? Like who was one? Well, of them? Mario. Mario Lopez. And not Lopez, the other one, the game one. Oh, Cantone. Yeah. So you know who he is. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> you referred to him as the other Mario, the gay one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From think, Sex in the City. I thought you were talking about Batali. 
Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's the one from Sex in the City. Well, is he? You just said he's gay. Is he super gay? Yeah. Okay, then it's, it's the guy from. Se- oh, okay. maybe he was on. Se- yeah, he was on Sex in the City. All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. So you're, you're moving you're, on. You're giving it negative reviews. Yeah, negative. Done. Sorry. He tried. Samsonites do not watch the match game. It's not good, according to Joey. I mean, apparently it's a, it's a vintage. It's one of those vintage games. Yeah, it's a it? repackaging. It's like Jesus Christ. Can we come up with a real idea? No, no, that's fine. Yeah, it was that. huge. It was called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and uh, Regis Philbert did it. Yeah, Regis Philbert. Philbin. The now former Breitbart tech editor Milo Yiannopoulos will no longer be keynoting the 27 CPAC, which is the Conservative Political Action Conference or whatever. It's like a big deal. Uh, he was going to be the, one of the keynote speakers there, which we can get into in a minute. After organizers rescinded his invite Monday, following a video uh, surfacing of Milo talking about homosexual relationships between older men and younger boys. Now, hmm. at odds in a lot of ways, because now the right wing is like, oh, fuck that. He, Milo, this guy is a professional troll that's what he does right he goes out there he says provocative things he's entertaining to an extent but he's annoying to an extent and he says a lot of things that are not helping the dialogue it's helping him by saying it and you know then he pits these fights against anti-fascist people and like super liberal people and then he has obviously kind of like right-wing people and whatever you know okay a group of people that follow Ten him and, and like ready? that he's being a pain in okay the ass. questions yeah question one is he part of the all right group um yeah i would say that he's on the uh, he's on that spectrum i wouldn't say that he's like a leader of the alt-right or something because i don't even fucking know how to define what that is necessarily but he's in that like if you're gonna throw him in a bin he's more in the alt-right bin see yeah. because to to me it's like he's a walking paradox yeah well yeah he's a super gay not american citizen who it does like talk shit about gay people and uh yeah he's this like that's the thing. He's a guy that is there to just, you, you look at him and you're like, I don't know. I don't know what to make of him. Then he says something like, ah, I agree with him. I, I don't, I do. I love him. I hate him. That's his whole thing. That That's how, what he grew up on. And that's why he's a Breitbart guy, you know? All right. So, so, but I would say the people of the alt-right are probably like a majority of them like him. I would say. Okay. So we have clips. Which clip do you want to play first? The first clip I'm going to play to get a taste of this guy. To like, is the apology. Yeah. It's to understand him. It's his resignation from Bright Breitbart slash apology video, which is like a minute and a half. Okay. It's interesting. Cause he says a phrase in it that actually made me laugh out loud when he said it. It made me so happy. That's the thing. Part of the stuff that he says amuses me, but then also it shouldn't I amuse you. Did the, the, this is an individual that has been through difficult stuff. Yeah. Who's opening up to people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But let's dude. hear what he has to say. Okay, we will. But let me say this: I want to define two words. Okay. Pedophilia and child. All right, because these are the things. I kind of a hero of like the right and, and and being you know free speech people. And Bill Maher actually had him on on Friday, and we're gonna get into that whole thing in a little bit. The, what is what the problem is? He he said he made some comments about. Relation, like I said, relationships between older men, younger, gay men, whatever. And we're going to play a longer clip to put it all in context. Then we'll talk about it. But people on the right and people at CPAC are like, too much. Nope, this is no good. We completely disagree with him and, and all that stuff. Pedophilia means sexual feelings directed toward children. Okay? Mm-hmm. Sexual feelings directed mm-hmm. toward children. Mm-hmm. A child is defined as a young human being mm-hmm. below the age of puberty or the legal age of majority, meaning they can't make their own, you know, informed decisions. They don't have the, uh, they can't consent to themselves. They're not at that that age of maturity yet. Okay. All right. 
All right. So I'm going to give you a name, and I want you to tell me if you ever heard of this individual. Okay. I'm going to give you the year. Uh-huh. Going about 1906 now. Right. Uh, Havelock Ellis. Never heard of him. Okay. Him? It's a him. It's a him. Okay. Havelock Ellis presented pedophilia as an extreme version of normal masculine sexuality. What? Say it again. I'm sorry. Havelock Ellis uh-huh. presented pedophilia as an extreme version of normal masculine sexuality. I, I mean, no, I disagree. Like it's a fetish, essentially. No, that's that's not what we said. We said an extreme version of normal, right? Normal, yeah, but that's masculine sexuality. Yeah, fetish- this is 1906 now, right? But I'm saying, but fetishes are part of the normal spectrum so, i mean so if you're gonna go start going back in history uh-huh pedophi- like and pedophilia is Talk now, directly yeah, to sorry that. pedophilia is now more defined as it's a legal definition the way we're using it when you're right. saying when you're saying so in, in the definition you use it gave two definitions of either a, defining a child as either uh, prepubescent or someone who's under the age of consent right and prepubescent so, being not the age of sexual maturity yeah, you know what i mean yeah Somebody so that's... and i think this comes up in what milo ends up saying right that so you need to look at those two def- two definitions. One is more of a psychological basis of okay, a pedophile is someone who is interested in interested in children who are not sexually mature yet. Right. Which that goes back more to okay, historically, yeah, we were we would be having children as soon as you're old enough to. Legally, you do need to draw the line, and that's where the other definition of children comes in. So legally, that's where the age of consent is because you need to draw a line of right. when someone is informed and so, when someone can make that decision themselves. So uh, um, right, which comes up in the mile of the longer yeah. mile of it, and again, the re- the part of the reason I want to play this. So why like, don't you play the longer mile one? Because we'll start because it's better to hear his apology and whatever. So you just get a feel for this person as opposed to just jumping right into that stuff. Because I, I want to like set it up that way. This the reason why I'm bringing this up is because a because it's you know we could talk about it for a while. It's an interesting conversation, um, you know, and it's just it's something I you know it's just it, it it's out there. So and it's also interesting to see that this is the thing. That was like fuck it. This is too much. Yeah, but the, but to me, this is kind of a little bit like Gamergate. Well, we're not defining the context of which the discussion is being. Well, that's why in. we're gonna. Li- that's why we're gonna play his whole remarks. That way, we can see exactly what he's talking about. And I'm not trying to defend him. Whatever, it is what it is. But we'll just try to put it into context. That's all. Okay. Uh, regarding Joey's quote that he came came up with, I'm yeah. curious which definition of pedophilia the person is using. Right. Is like cuz if it if he's saying that uh, that going with attraction towards children under the age under sexual the age of sexual maturity is the extreme of normal behavior, I entirely disagree with that. Me too, right. Like, well, and I, the, yeah, right. But at the same time if you're like this if this if I get get famous then it gets sound sound yeah. at some point later on, um, oh well. But if you're saying that th- there is the mind, like the mind and sexual attraction does not know the legal limits based on where the arbitrary age is set. And there is an arbitrary f- right. factor of the fact of saying, okay, 16 or 18. So yes, you can feel that like there, it is the extreme of that and basically losing self-control over your own sexual urges. Yeah, for sure. And again, but right before we get into it, right. I understand your point. It's, we're not saying, you know, pedophilia is good and we're not trying to defend that. Like we I'm just trying to talk it out because it's an interesting thing to talk about, but in no way are we like, also in 14, maybe you did. No, you've not, well, you, no, let, let, it's listen, not okay. But I'm confused because I don't know if, 
if we're having the contest of someone who's being a kid fucker, or if it's somebody who is having a relationship with somebody who's 16 years old. Right. Well, we talked. Look, we talked about it with what's his face, Jared Fogle. I don't remember specifically if he was. If they have evidence of him sleeping with like a 12 year old or a 13 year old. I kind of remember it as being like, yeah, it's certainly predatory and and you know, inappropriate and wrong. And the guy is going to get in trouble for it and he should, but it was like, he was trying to sleep with like 17 year old girls, not four year olds. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? So I still not okay. Still illegal. I'm not condoning it, but big difference. Right. I mean, yes. we can at least admit that that's a big difference. I seem to recall with Jared, it was, I'm not sure if he was actually like trying to sleep with anyone. Yeah, he I, wanted to watch them. I, I thought he had like that. seven, like he had like seven terabytes of children. of kids. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And, and just such an extreme amount of it too. That's like okay, you're fucked. Okay, up. so he can rot then. But yeah. you, but but my point being anyway. All right, so take him out of the equation. But I'm saying there's a difference between being like attracted to a 17 year old girl that you want to sleep with or boy or whatever the situation is, uh, as opposed to like being attracted to like a five year old. You you understand what I'm saying? A 17 year old can be sexual and and consent to things, well, even if the law is 18. You understand what I mean? Yes. Doesn't make it okay, but it's obviously a huge difference. All right. Let's get into the Milo resignation video and his apology. And then we'll move on to the next thing. Because then we'll put the we'll listen to the full context of what he was talking about. <laughs> this is him walking out to the press conference. It's so funny. He, on Bill Maher, he was wearing pearls. He was like dressed very effeminately, had pearls and like very flamboyant. Now he's just wearing like a dark blue suit, glasses, like professional. <laughs> mm. I'm a gay man. And a child abuse victim. That's the other thing that's at play here. He's a child abuse victim and he's played it up, which you'll hear in the other clip where like he jokes about it and he makes it seem like, you know, he's flipping about it. But obviously if you're a victim of abuse, there's consequences of that mentally, emotionally, all that stuff. And it's going to affect your behavior for the rest of your life. So, and who, who are we to criticize whether he can joke about something like, Oh no, he's more than welcome to do that. It, but I'm saying it's his tragedy deal with it. How he, but wants that's to. his shtick though of joking around. And now in the apology, now he's, this is like him being more serious and more realistic of like, yeah, it, you know, it fucked with me between the ages of 13 and 16, two men touched me in ways they should not have. One of those men was a priest. My relationship with my abusers is complicated by the fact that at the time, I didn't perceive what was happening as abusive. But I can look back now and see that it was. I still don't view myself as a victim, but clearly I am one. The remarks I made on podcasts and interviews more than a year ago were about my personal life experiences, but I didn't make that clear. I will not apologize for dealing with my life experiences in the way that I choose to, which is through humor and provocation. No one can tell me or anyone else who has lived through these experiences how they should best deal with those emotions. But I am sorry to other abuse victims who may have interpreted what I said as flippant or uncaring if my own personal way of dealing with what happened to me has hurt you. I will never stop making jokes about taboo subjects. I like, my the, way said, I like the way he said taboo. Made me happy. Don't I? I I was actually going to re- uh, have to read the quote in a British accent because I couldn't find the clip like to download to, to play on the show, but I, I luckily I found it. Okay, can we hear your accent? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I offended anyone with my taboo comments, I... But, you know, whatever. No, you don't have the sincerity and the student voice he has? No, sure, of course. Well, so hit he, play. He didn't have the personal life experiences that he did That's to, right. get to give that. No. As a victim, led me to believe that I could say almost anything on this subject, no matter how outrageous. 
but I understand that my usual blend of sassy gay British sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Please write it down. Yeah, sassy, sassy, sassy gay, gay British sarcasm. Uh, when he said that, I was like, you fuck. That's so funny. That's such a funny uh, way to describe it because that's exactly what it is. I mean, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah, but like, there's no better well, way to describe listen it. Listen to what he just said. Sassy gay British sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh-huh. That's not American. What, so what the hell does that mean? It's inherently un-American, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like the total opposite of like the alt-right. You just, you know. Uh, but that's what, that's, well, okay, yeah, it's not un-American. I mean, it's, I mean it's but American is anything else, I but mean, right, but that's the point, right? You would assume that these people would be like, what the fuck? So th- there's a lot of nuance to this story, yeah. and, you know, like they didn't know that he was a sassy gay Brit. <laughs> they did, and now, but now these comments, they're like, whoa. But he's he's an immigrant. <sighs> we accept immigrants can that's true too have an American life, like consider themselves American, right? Even if they were born elsewhere, so he can be a British. That's true. That's he true. came here from England. That doesn't mean right. maybe he can be. Yeah, that's who he that wants is the point, right? I believe people can come freely to this country. For me to believe that I could say almost anything on this subject, no matter how outrageous. But I understand that my usual blend of sassy gay British sarcasm, <laughs> provocation, and gallows humor might have come across as flippancy. A lack of care for other victims, or even worse, as seems to have been the case in reports, advocacy. I'm horrified by that impression. I would like to restate my disgust at adults who sexually abuse minors. I'm horrified by pedophilia. Okay. And meanwhile, he's been on the Joe Rogan podcast, which you can listen to for like you know, hours they talked and he made similar comments on the Rogan podcast, which I don't have the clip from that, but you could look into that also if you want. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but if I'm in a room with this guy and on the top of, you know, he chooses to bring up his life events. Yeah. Well, play the quote that everyone's pissed off about. Yeah. Play that. Okay. So this is a longer conversation. Now he's on a podcast called the drunken peasants, which I've never heard of. Whatever. Uh, so there's three of them. There's another guy talking. So it's a little, you know, whatever, but you're yeah. gonna, he, you know what he sounds like now. That's yes. why I played that. Um, so this is going to be him talking to these guys about, you know, about a, a variety of subjects, but this is what, what caused the controversy. Okay. So let's play that. And then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up with the Bill Maher stuff and, and we'll move on to the next thing. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So this, this is, uh, this is what caused all the, all the problems. I, I accept, but we get Here, hung right, up you know, on, this kind of, on this. This is a, this is a controversial point. See, because of view at the end, I, this I is accept, costing but, him a job, two hundred fifty, yeah, hundred thousand with the that. book. Right. So it's a big deal. This is yeah. This is possibly someone's livelihood. Yeah, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's the thing. He makes his money, uh, fucking doing this. This is his thing. Saying a lot of controversial shit is what got him here. And it's not like he just said this last week. This is a video that surfaced from years ago, like. Mm. So people are just looking into it, and that's why Bill Maher kind of waited in because Jeremy Scahill, who I've talked about on this podcast, was supposed to be on Real Time with Bill Maher. He decided not to do the show because Milo was going to be on. He's like, I can't support that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Bill Maher having him on shines a spotlight on him, and lo and behold, three days later, everything's canceled, and he's on, you know. Yeah. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But anyway, all right, this is Milo. Let's try not to stop it, but we can okay. if we, we, yeah. we want to. We get hung up on this kind of, on this, you know, the sort of child abuse stuff. Um, and to the point where we're, we're, you know, heavily policing even relationships between consenting adults, you know, sort of grad students and professors at universities. Well, well actually, Milo, I, I have a video on consent if you want to watch that. Well, let, let's, let's address you know what, a little I'm more fine. of this. I think I'm okay. I was, well, after I, lost my virginity, I was How in my teens. You? I was in my teens. 14. I was in my teens. Something like, something like oh, that. So this is like intermittent. Oh, never mind, sorry. But I do have to wonder. If Milo is okay with it's adults getting their cucks yeah, up I know. by 14-year-olds, 
What would Tyson? happen if a 14 yes. year old wanted to? Yeah, look at him. Holy shit. Is that me it's without my like, glasses on? Hold on. <laughs> It does, it does look like Paul. It's, it's it British Paul. It's British Paul. <laughs> Meanwhile, you hear the shitty quality of these podcasts, guys? Okay. I spend a lot of time making these podcasts sound good. You should appreciate that. Our podcast sounds great. Don't be don't be trying to instigate. I'm not instigating. I'm saying, but it sounds this, like you're instigating. This sounds like garbage compared he, to what we do. That's instigating. Guests like Milo go on to the shows like those because they think, oh, it's such bad quality. They're never going to, this is never going to get yeah. out. It's out, bro. Can we put some, put some aviators on him? Can we put some aviators and a hooker in his hands? Can we see Anybody what he looks like? Someone can do that. <laughs> Audience, <laughs> make that like, for Milo. Me, no, the whole consent thing for me is 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 once again, it's it's not this black and white There's thing. Another guy people here. try and paint it. There are there some thirteen year olds out there capable of giving informed consent to have sex with an adult, probably. But I was also a thirteen year old. I hung around with 13-year-old guys, you know, when I was 13, and there were some of them that still thought girls were fucking icky at 13. Like, not many, but, like, they were just coming out of that phase. I don't know that I was ready at 13 to get fucked in the ass by a 28-year-old black drag queen, is what I'm saying. Wow. Um, well, so you can- well, well, that's, you know, that's where the CPAC was like, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, but, you know, but, but you understand his point, right? Uh, that's a reality. If that's actually the, how, how the movie The Birdcage starts, getting fucked in the ass by a I don't know. I don't queen. remember. But anyway, but, but his point being, like, at 13, yes, you probably understand what things are, but you're not at the point where you really can... can you, you understand? It's like mentally yeah. you're probably not there. Well, physically you might be, but... And even if you think you might be into yeah. it, it's like, who who knows? That, there is a... There is a gap between a 28-year-old that's come into their sexuality and has made a lot of and a 14-year-old, yeah, a 13-year-old. Even if it, even if the 13-year-old is like, I like this person, they're not abusing me in the sense of taking full advantage, but it is in a sense taking advantage because it, you don't have the the experience and the ability to make those choices. That's what you, you, that's the point of all this. It's you think you can consent, like you're, yeah, you you have uh, these yeah. urges, but you. But this other person is essentially taking advantage of you in the sense that he he knows so much more. Right. He is so much more advanced in life. And he, right. Even if it isn't a malicious taking advantage of, it is still taking advantage of. Because but, he's, but he's playing you. He's maybe, he's, maybe not. He could care about. That's the thing, and that's the argument. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. again. I'm not advocating for anything to change or that this is a fine. But personally, which is what Milo is talking about, and uh-huh. he doesn't explain that clearly enough, which is what really fucked him here. Uh, he can feel like he wasn't victimized. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So, like, if you personally do it, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not excited, but but there is gray area to this. The reason there isn't actually gray area is because there's no way to know that. And you have to police against people being taken advantage of. And I completely get that, and I support that. I'm not, you know. But we're just trying to talk it through and see where, see where it goes. So that's the soundbite of him condoning no, 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 pedophilia. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, so we know we're new. No, yet. that wasn't even Milo talking. That's another guy. But I'm just saying this is the oh, context of the conversation. What's going on? Right, because it's okay. easy to take it out of context and be like, oh, Milo thinks, you know. Yes. Okay, they're having a conversation, and you'll see where the conversation goes. And the reason these age of consent laws exist is because we have to set some kind of a barometer here. We've got to pick an age and go, okay, look, this is the age where we can reasonably be assured you're an adult, you can give informed consent, you understand the risks and pregnancy risks. And and I think the law is is probably... Now this is Milo. Now he jumps back in. About right. That's probably roughly the right age. I think it's probably about okay. But there are how old is he saying who... about okay? I think they were saying thirteen, whatever. As Jesus the age Christ, of, no, what? as the age of being able to, like the age of majority, being able to make your own choice of like, 
It's not doesn't make it legal, but he's saying to uh, be able to go. Slope. No, it's it's well, saying at 13 years old for the most, you know, around 13, 13, 14, okay. whatever. You you're able to understand that you are a person, you have sovereignty over yourself, and you can make a choice for yourself. It doesn't mean that you are legally allowed to do certain things. Okay. Like you can go, yeah, I'm 13, I'm 14. I think I'm going to start smoking cigarettes. Okay, you're not legally allowed to do that, but you can choose to smoke cigarettes and nobody's making you do that. You know so I mean? the context of this conversation is an individual without any outside forces making a decision on their own volition. Yes. Okay. Exactly. 13 years old. It's the same arguments of like... I, I'm, uh, just, I'm just trying to stay in no, contact. No, for sure. The, the, I wanted to have this conversation because it's an interesting thing and, you know, it's been out there. The the It's the shit with like the Slender Man girls, the girls that like murdered their friend. I don't know how old they were, but I think they were around 13. Yeah, maybe, they were teenagers. Right? Yeah. So that's the question. Should they be tried as adults or minors? Are they, are they competent enough, smart enough, assuming that they're mentally stable? Are they able to make the choice of like we have to kill this person for slender man or, or are they children still? Is it, are they yeah. still believing in like a fairy tale? 12 year old girls. The th- they're 12 years old. Right. So it's sort of on that cusp. Like we're talking about same idea where it's like, do you get charged as an adult? Or are you able to make this decision? Yeah. Do you still yeah, think, yeah. right? So it's that type of thing. All right, here we go. Um, are capable of, um, uh, of giving consent at a younger age. I certainly consider myself to be one of them. People, I mean, people who are sexually active younger. Um, I think it particularly happens in the gay world, by the way. Uh, and in many cases, actually, those relationships with older men. This is one of the. This sort of. This is why one of the reasons I hate the left. You know, um, this sort of stupid. <laughs> you know, one size fits all policing of culture. This sort of. This you know, arbitrary. Milo. This arbitrary. Let him talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I was arbitrary, just. I'm just going to, I'll be quick. This arbitrary and oppressive idea of consent, which totally destroys, you know, um, the, you know, the understanding that many of us have of the complexities and subtleties and complicated nature of many relationships. You know, people are messy and complex, and actually, in, in, in the homosexual world, particularly, some of those relationships between younger boys and older men, the sort of coming-of-age relationships, the relationships in which those older men ha- help those young boys to discover who they are and give them security and safety and provide them with love and and uh, um, and, uh, and a reliable uh, and sort of a rock where they can't speak to their parents. Some of those relationships are some of like- the most station to me it, it sounds yeah, well, like you know what it you sounds what? like I'm catholic afraid. priest molestation to me and you know what see, they see that's not what he's talking about he's very well spoken incredibly well spoken oh absolutely well, that's a, of course yeah he's an interesting guy listen yes. that's why he's you know that's why he is, where he right. is yes the the right i i agree when see, i first be, heard it i don't hear him saying police mol, uh, you know priest molestation he's saying no. like um particularly in the gay, obviously I'm not gay, so I don't know, but he's saying in the gay community, like it's probably difficult as a young gay adolescent to come out of the closet or to come to terms with your sexuality. And if you have somebody that's older, that's been through it and has come out of the closet or has come to terms with it, they can sort of be like a, uh, a Sherpa. You know what I mean? Somebody that like helps explain the world to you and teaches yes. you how to like evolve in that world. And yeah, the lines can get blurred then between somebody that's like a father figure, like he said, or whatever, and is a sexual thing. And it doesn't mean that it is purely taking advantage. However, legally, it is right. It's not allowed. So that that's the that's the thing. I don't think he's and he's not saying it like fucking eight year old. No, that's not what no, he's no, saying. No, no. Or force them. He's saying consent. And yeah, it's a blurry line, but. I get his. I see what he's saying there, right? I get his point. We can at least hear what he's saying. Go, oh yeah, I get what he's saying. 
doesn't mean you agree with it or it's okay, but okay, you go, yeah, all right. That's different than what they're painting him as is like, oh, he supports pedophilia. Does he? No, no. He's being sincere about his life experiences. Right. And one can kindly say that you can understand where he's coming from with individuals being con- consenting. Right. Right. And whether you think that a 13-year-old can ever fully consent to a sex with an older man, that's a totally different, you know, that's a, it's a different conversation. But legally, it's not allowed anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. But Well, when he says in there that, uh, like, it's because, oh, you don't have this, you can't go, go talk to a father figure. It's like, you're looking for a father figure. Like, you need to go somewhere to feel loved. Instead of, be, like, he's rather, as far as I'm aware, he's rather hateful and, like, saying gay, like, being gay is wrong all that. Why don't you try to preach acceptance and just ex- <laughs> have say, okay, I want a father figure. Maybe if we have fathers out there who are more accepting and they might not have the same experience of being gay because, well, they're fathers after all. But if they are... That really doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, you know what I mean. I it's, know what you mean. Uh, but why don't we just... If we're more accepting, then okay, the, the father figure can be your father. Yeah, acceptance doesn't sell books. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, and he says a lot of crazy shit. And, so you're, you know. you're making the Ann Coulter argument. Well, that's the, but that's the truth, though. For him, for like somebody like that, like that's his, his, I hate using the word, but like that's his brand of like controversial, troll. Like, but apparently, that's what he does. Apparently, this doesn't sell books either. No, this sketch a book deal canceled. He also, he likes it too. Like when he's on Bill Maher, you know, he's joking about, because they're calling him a piece of shit. Like Larry Wilmore goes, go fuck yourself or whatever. And they're like getting into an argument. And he's like, I'm going to go home and jerk off to this later and whatever. <laughs> he's not, he's kidding, but he's not kidding. You know what That's I mean? Great. It's like he, he does uh, get satisfaction from it. He's a masochist to an extent. You know what I mean? It's like, and that could have to do with him being molested. Whatever. You're okay. unwinding a person. All right. But he enjoys playing this role. You know? May I be a snowflake for a moment? let's not do that let's not bring that bullshit onto the show like cook and all this crap no i don't know what a cook is don't worry about it we're not gonna get into it well you brought it up a cuckold is somebody that either derives pleasure from or whatever enjoys being humiliated by allowing his wife to get fucked by another man in front of him i don't want to talk about that okay but i'm just saying but those are like words of like the alt-right we're like you fucking cook like okay and snowflake is okay let's not do this okay well, what I was going to do is be an extreme liberal and let's go like to the other war. We're talking about individuals that are taking advantage of young boys that haven't come of age yet, where they're looking for guidance. May or may not have come of it, you know. May looking or may not for have guidance. Come and you have other individuals that might be preying upon these, these young individuals. Right. Who is there to protect them? Well, that's the fundamental thing, and that's what got... The left and the right can come together on this. That's yes. what they've come together yes. on. You know There's one I mean? thing they can come together yeah. on is this. So if anything, we should thank my... It's kitty fucking. Yes, bipartisanship... Uh, on kitty fucking. Through pedophilia, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, that is the that is the question. That's the fundamental question of, like, is it, by definition, taking advantage of somebody... Because you're so much older than them and you have experience. Yes. Right? That is the that is essentially what the question is. Taking out uh, completely the fact that, like, it's illegal to do that. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, I'm, yeah. Me- right. mentally, mentally, it's not a level playing field. Emotionally and mentally, there's just not right. a level playing field. Right. But does that... In, right. Okay. I would say that. So... Right. But does that, does that in and of itself negate a sexual relationship you cannot have a sexual relationship if you're just if the playing field is not completely level because in 
again, taking the legality out of it, which you can't, but we're just taking, yeah, wait, yeah. for the sake of conversation. I'm not endorsing it. But if you had somebody who's like 50 years old, say, and somebody who's 20 years old, they have more experience than them. Is it taking advantage of that person? It could be. Yeah. Right. Again, but, this is a different conversation because of the, the age, but consent is consent. And then the difference in experience, then that becomes a gray area conversation, which not defending it, but that is what he's saying. But so I, I would argue that the reason the age of consent is where it is 16 or 18 or whatever it is. Right. Is because 16th. That's crazy. I mean, 16th. but some places it's 16. Yeah. That, no, that, I know. That, that is where? True. The good states. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> ah, calm, calm down, ah, Joey. Calm damn down. It. <laughs> That's going to hit me hard later. Yeah. I'm going I'm to have to look up the map of age of consents, but. <laughs> right. So but when you get like, see, my, I mean, my mom's a teacher, so she's, she's these like students who have just gone through puberty. I just fucked a lot of them, so and, she has experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- Chris. Thanks, Chris. God <laughs> damn. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you had to go there, man. <laughs> of course. So obvious. But so, yeah. Oh. like, yeah, they're physically mature, but they've not dealt with the change of horm- hormones. They've not, like, their mind is all over the place. They're not emotionally mature by any means. But that's also a different argument, too, which we're going to get into the Bill Maher stuff, because Bill makes that point. And, and again, like, so you know, the alt-right or the Donald people, they're all, you know, the uh, the Reddit site, they're pissed at Bill Maher because they're like, oh, look at this fucking hypocrite. Look what he said in 1998. I have that clip, which we'll get into too. See, because there's a difference between, well, whatever, we'll get into it. See, here's the, here's the issue. All right, you have two people. We have like a minute of this left, by the way. Yeah, okay. So you have two people. What happens behind closed doors is no one's fucking business. But, kind of, if that person's being taken advantage... Again, who's there to protect them? Right, but this, but listen, this goes. But back why to, is the other person praying? Because they have to, you know. Uh-huh. Well, how uh, shitty are they then? Let's put it in this context. How about this? Why isn't it taking advantage of a child in like an oppressive religion when you go, you got to wear the full, you know? Oh, you're head doing it, aren't you? No, but I'm saying, uh-huh. but what, but what is the difference? Because one's a religion, and one isn't, right? It's oppressive. It is oppressive. Uh, we we've had this argument on the show before, but it is oppressive to wear the full like face, the you know, burka, hijab yes. and all that stuff, the burqa. But we go, well, it's their culture. It's okay, you know. I, mean, I, think, I think, but it's still oppressive. You have a thirty-year-old father or whoever telling his thirteen-year-old daughter, "No, you have to wear this." That's oppressive. She doesn't have the experience, right? Like, I think it's a different. I think it's you're cherry it picking. I think it's I'm not cherry picking. That, cherry that picking. exists. I think that's cherry picking. It, there might be something to what you're saying, but I think it's different in orders, orders of magnitude. Totally really. different, of course. It's not sexual. Also, I'd but like maybe to, it is. Also, Joey, I'd like to say that... Uh, do we new- think... Th- that's another question, well, right? Is there a level of sexuality? Like, it has to do with sex to be like, you have to be completely covered, right? That's gender, not necessarily. Like, sex mm, in terms of... But it is sexual. sexual. But it's not a sexual Men can't control themselves, so they can't see it. Exactly, right? Yes. So there is a sexual element to it. Yes. So it's weird. I think I mean I think it's less about like it's not sexual intercourse it's, it's not it's not molesting someone in the same sense it's okay this is it, I I don't necessarily agree with the practice I think right people should be allowed to wear whatever the hell they want to even if they want to oppress themselves which we talked about with the burkini yeah <laughs> so very complicated shit but that's why we like to talk about it because it's like there is no real right answer I mean in this the right answer is no you can't fuck a thirteen year old but um. You know, it's just interesting to hear what he has to say. All right, let's let's keep going well, here in the movie. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to point out to Joey that the New Jersey age of consent is 16 years old. Is it really? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but here's the problem: if you're two years older, it's uh, you, you you call you get you can't do it. Really? Yes. So if you're 18 and she's 16 or whatever, 
A 25 in and a 16 can't happen. Why? 30 and 16 can't happen. Joe, it's disturbing me how much. But 18 and 16 could? As long as it's within two years or she's in school. She has to still be in high school. That's say, wow, you really researched this. The, just, uh, so New York is 17. Interesting. Wow, that's but, but, See, but that's what I'm saying. So yeah, but you have the two years. You can't be more than two years older than the individual. Ever? So why do we even have that then? So so what if she's 13, if you're 15, right? That's what? okay because that, that's fine. No, it's not okay because the age of consent is 16. So it's still not okay. Well, both. Uh, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> well, it's not a I'm game. Trying, it's, I, <laughs> damn I, I, it. Right? It's it's odd. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of like weird shit that I bet we don't even... Th- okay. Because as he said, life is complicated. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay, so let him finish. Some of those relationships are it some like of the most... molestation to me. It, it sounds yeah, well, like... you know what? You it know sounds what? like I'm Catholic grateful. priest molestation to me. And you know what? I'm grateful for Father Michael. I wouldn't give nearly such good head if it wasn't for him. Um, oh, oh, come on. You're out of CPAC. Oh You're done. Jesus We don't Christ, play this bro. game, sir. Yeah. Uh, he's made what? that joke. He's made that joke a million... No apologies. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Thank, whoa, thank you. No apologies. Um, that... He's made that joke a million times. So, like, but he what, really why, was. But why he really is was anyone molested. surprised by this? Because if you have an individual, right. I agree. Why are they? That's, this is that, a fucking loaded gun in front of the five-year-old toddler. That the gun's just there. He's gonna my, fucking pick up the gun and shoot himself. Part of, that's part of why I wanted to talk about it too, right? Oh, now we're shocked. Oh, now it's five years later. He it's said like, shit like this all the time. There's the shit from what back in '98, right? There's gonna be shit. No, from, no, that's from Bill Maher. Uh, but this Bill is Maher. from within oh, okay. the last like two years, yeah. three years. It's not like he said it last week. He's like this. This is why people like him. They hold him up as a free speech advocate. Yeah, but he, but then he says this shit, and you're like, nope. He's, <laughs> he's still provo- he's still fine because he can get a book deal through somebody else. Well, he can just publish it himself. It, it, forget, I don't care about that. But the the point is like. Right. Oh, you're surprised. He says this all the time. <laughs> okay, back to back to the audio. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't handle it's it. It's funny because what is I, wrong with you, Ben? Ben gave on. me some homework <laughs> on you, Milo. He gave me a few videos to watch to brush up on my on my Miloisms. And one of the things that you said in one of these clips was that transgenderism is the new, you know, frontier of 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 uh, you know, rights. Uh, I, my wording is bad here, but um, you know, it's the new frontier of social of social progress, and the next thing in line is going to be pedophilia. And yet here you are talking about oh, how, mistake. look, you know, some of these kids that get diddled by these priests, I mean, it's a good thing for them. They're getting this love. Now, they are you're also misunderstanding. No, no, no. You're, you're misunderstanding what pedophilia means. Um, pedophilia is... But also, obviously, when he's saying that... Okay, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. And then this is the whole crux of the, yeah, of the conversation know. is what he's about to say here. I know. And that's why I stopped it. I'm going to say something, and then we're going to play it. Okay. It's full. Relax. I went back. He's made, He's joking about the priest. Right? Oh, I wouldn't suck dick as well yes, if I didn't get that, that's molested. That's a joke. Yes. That's, he's ju- it's like he said, it's his That's how he's coping. It's his sassy gay British humor. Yes. Right? It's gallows humor. Right. He's not thrilled that he got fucking molested by a priest. He's just not. And it affected his whole life. Okay. That's a joke. That's the point about free. It's like he Okay, that's a fucking joke. You know he said. And even if it's not a joke, he can say that. That's okay. But but the question becomes He's the victim. If he, if trying to build his character and her, his personality and he's trying to have these arguments that get his name out there. Mm-hmm. Is it like the question is whether it's intelligent to make jokes like that, be glib about such subjects? If you're trying to be a political a political pundit, I don't think he's trying to be anything but I'm gonna write my book. He's being yeah. what he wants to be. You know what I mean? Like he he's gonna get money off of it. He's not being an honest. It doesn't matter whether he's being an honest broker, and he's I, well, just I'm, trying I'm just saying, to like, do it. 
the thing about free speech is you can say what you want, but right. understand there are consequences to what you oh, say. Oh, absolutely. And this is just, okay, he's he's paying the consequences for his free speech now. Yeah, for sure. But the only reason anybody knows about him is because he's consciously trying to push the envelopes of what people are going to accept, you know, and there's... He took, okay. a, he took a risk and... Yeah, it didn't play out, and his own people turned on him hilariously. Killed by these priests, I mean, it's a good thing for them. They're getting this love, and now they are you're also misunderstand- getting you misunderstand- No, 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 you're, you're misunderstanding what pedophilia means. Um, pedophilia is not a sexual attraction to somebody 13 years old who is sexually mature. Ped- now, he's right by the definition, right? Sexual feelings directed toward children. Somebody who's sexually mature is not a child anymore, right? By definition of what sexually mature means. Mentally, they might still be a child. They might not have hit the age of consent or the ability to understand what the sexual feelings are about, but technically, he's correct, right? Yeah, so, I mean, there's the, diff- the difference between the legal defini- definition and the psychological definition. That's but- all, right. So, and again, not defending this at all. I'm just saying, so, technically, he's right with what he's saying. So, so I think what he's pr- I think. what he's promoting is, the, like, in the psychological field, or like the definition would be pedera- pederasty. Well, he's gonna yes, yeah. exactly. Well, he's gonna get into it here. Pedophilia okay. is attraction to children, to children oh. who have not reached puberty. Pedophilia is attraction to people who don't have functioning sex organs yet, who have not gone through puberty, who are too young to be able to and understand Coulter. the way their bodies. That is not what we're talking about. And Coulter, um, sure, so, granted. You don't understand what pedophilia is if you think that I'm defending it because I'm searching. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying you're defending it. I'm saying you're walking well, you the borderline. You're, no, you're that's not what you said. You said I was defending okay, it. And you okay, were wrong. fine. I, I retract my statement, my <laughs> love. I retract my statement. I, I shan't slander you further. But you are you are advocating for cross generational relationships here. Can we can we be honest about that? Yeah, I don't mind saying I don't mind admitting that. And I think particularly in the gay world and outside the Catholic Church, if that's where some of you want to go with this, I think in the gay world, some of the most important, enriching and incredibly, um, you know, life affirming, important, uh, shaping relationships very often between uh, younger boys and older men can they can be hugely positive experiences for those young boys. They can even save um... those young boys from. Desolation I've, uh, from suicide, consensual. From hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know, I've also things. I'm gonna. Provided they're consensual. All right. So, the, all right. He knew he was gonna like. He should have never. Oh, uh, whatever. Well, it's his own fault. But again, but yeah, it's his own Jesus fault. Christ. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. people found it. He was having a conversation. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's fair to say he was advocating for pedophilia. That's not true. But that is how it's going to be spun, and whatever. Yeah, he said enough shit that people like can. That. There's enough people. That, you know, he said enough stuff where you can go. All right. Fuck him, you know, yeah. that is the truth. So, whatever. But it's just an interesting thing to look at. And, uh, you know, there you go. Can you play the one clip I actually to play? Which clip is that? You remember which Motherfucker. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joey. Here we go. Joey wanted me to play a, a sound clip during that, but here it still fits. I think he's a, a man with a worldview that doesn't fit reality. Oh, okay. Thank you. Dick, Thank Dick, you. Dick, Thank Dick you. Cheney weighing in. He does not agree <laughs> with what Milo has to say. Um, all right. Let's do this. So Milo, like I said, was on Bill Maher's show on yes. Friday, which uh, I was looking forward to. Again, like I would never quit. Like, oh, I can't be on the show. All right. Why? Well, he's so dangerous. Meanwhile, he's been on the dangerous faggot tour. That's what Milo's been on. That's his college, like, provocateur tour where people go and they try to cancel his shows and they're violent and all that stuff. But why is he doing that? Right. It's to provoke that type of response, it's because, which he should be able to do. That's fine. But. It's because someone like me never would have even 
heard about Milo until you hear, oh, what's these protests about Milo going on? Right. That's but it right. doesn't seem to me like... Yeah, just let him talk and then yeah. who cares? All right. So we have Milo that's a brand, right? And he's working at Breitbart. Yeah. They don't seem to go together. They just seems... Uh, well, it does seems like free speech stuff. That's uh, a thing. You know what I mean? His ability to just say whatever he wants and troll, which I can get on board with that too. You know, that's where we intersect. And that's why Bill Maher had him on because he wasn't to talk about like, oh, I agree with everything you're saying, but it's, yeah, you should be able to say it and have the conversation, which certainly he would have that conversation. Who knows where we go? All right. So let's go with the Bill Maher thing. This is Bill Maher. This is a quote, Bill Maher on Milo's appearance on Real Time on Friday. He says, what I think people saw was an emotionally needy and Coulter wannabe trying to make a buck off the left's propensity for outrage. And by the end of the weekend, by dinnertime Monday, he's dropped a a speaker at CPAC. Then he's dropped by Breitbart and his book deal falls through. As I say, sunlight is the best disinfectant. You're welcome. (laughs) So, Bill, I mean, he's either taking credit seriously or he's like joking that he's taking credit. But he's right. I mean, the more you shine a light on something the more people are going to look into it and that's how they found all these videos and blah 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 the right wing not thrilled about this because you know a guy but the right wing knew it from the beginning now that's the thing that doesn't make sense they're annoyed that well yeah but the right wing and cpac are two different things that's like a conservative group as opposed to the like far right wing right so someone's not doing their research then it's like whatever yes exactly it's easier to not do right of course and now they go oh fuck this guy's talking about fucking kids we got to get rid of him yeah but he's he was always talking about fucking kids I know, but like you said, if if nobody knows that, then who cares? Then he's just a guy that's talking about freedom of speech, and he's an interesting oh person to have out there. Because like you said, he's an entertaining guy. He's you know, articulate, whatever. He's in British. Now, people like on the underscore Donald's Reddit, you know, subreddit, they're pissed at Bill Maher. He's like, this fucking guy got our guy <laughs> canceled or whatever. So they dug up a clip of Bill Maher from 1998 that we're going to play right now. And we'll discuss the merits of that. And uh, then we can move on to the last. Um, thing. Before you do that, sure. Do, do you have enough time? Maybe, maybe we're stopping. Could you get the infamous thing he said that uh, caught him? That got him in a lot of trouble. What about that? The that the nine eleven hijackers yeah, are not. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, no, I'm not going to find the clip right now because okay, we're we're so deep into it. But basically, Bill Maher's show got canceled after nine eleven because people were calling. He was having an argument. I guess, or whatever, a conversation about the fact that people were like, these cowards that flew the t- planes into the tower. And he's like, they're not cowards. cowards. Like, they, you can call them whatever you want, but that's not a cowardly act and that to do that. that. And they were like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. But he's, I mean, true, right? You're not mm. just, it takes a little bit of uh, guts to fucking fly a plane into a building. Death Although, I death. guess maybe not. If you believe that the next step of life, you know, after well, death is going to be better than this one, then it's not brave. But right. Ge- but but I understand his point. It's ridiculous to. Uh, but generally, if you're trying to be a martyr, you're not really agreed. Cow- you're not really trying to be a coward as agreed. well. Agreed. But okay. But anyway, all right. All right. So this is Here Bill we go. Mark, 1998. Bill Moore. And he's got a panel, and- which is before the the, the comment from 9/11. Right? No. Yes. Uh, well, 1998 it has to be. Yeah, was before. Be. Oh yeah. Duh. Fuck yeah. That was in 2001. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Joey. Okay. Anytime the cover mary Kay letourneau the teacher from seattle who uh is in jail because she is in love that's how i view it uh i admit i admit that it's that it's unorthodox she is 35 the boy is 14 she, he was younger when they started but the big story Has this he been week bar mitzvah? have i no is he oh hmm. okay um uh, that was kennedy cedric the entertainer is there uh henry Rollins. kennedy there. yeah not 
What Kennedy do you think I'm talking about, you fucking dumb dumb? The chick. Chick oh, okay. Kennedy. The, chick John Kennedy. F. Kennedy Jr.? No, 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 no. Chick Kennedy. Wait, was that Wait. Joe Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, so she's been in the game for fucking 20 yeah, years plus. Yeah, she was on TV. She's been on file. Yeah, she's been around a long time. She's been time. around a long time now. Absolutely. Henry Rollins is there, Cedric the Entertainer, and then some other woman. I don't know. <laughs> but she is pregnant again. That was the story this week. With the second child by this boy. So basically they're having Wait, a family. And they're yeah, keeping... Mary Kay Letourneau slept with her student. He was young. She was older. But the... Kid was in love, now. and she went to jail over it. Uh, okay. The mother in jail because she won't conform to what society feels should be the perfect American family. Yeah, yeah, that's it's perfect. Oh, my dad's fourteen year old older than me. Absolutely sickening. Here what is, is sickening? a woman, a woman who's over twenty years older, and she raped this. This woman's name is Celeste Gregg. She's an activist of some kind. Okay. Kid raped. Well, come on. She forced. She what? forced. How do you know? And how well, can you? Well, how do you know that she didn't rape him? How, how can do a you woman know that she how, didn't seduce him? How can a woman rape a man? I think oh. that uh, a woman can. See, this is where I disagree with him on this. A woman oh, can God. rape a man, um, but not. It's not the same as a man raping a woman. It's I, just not. I, I'm not touching. There's no. You can touch it. We're talking about it. What difference does it make? I'm just uh, talking about it. Obviously, it's much harder. To rape a man than it is for a man to rape a woman. I think sexual assault can go either way. I think sexual assault nah. is different than it's, rape. Rape is in the family of sex. It's a form of sexual assault. It's the worst, um, right? Yes. It's, a t- it's yes. the worst part of it. I think you can sexually assault a woman by by grabbing her by the pussy. That's not a rape. It's a I, sexual assault. I think what, it's the difference. I think what Bill Maher is saying. I don't agree with it, but I think it represents more the, more the fairly standard views of the times. Well, I, t- I, think, I mean, and, I kind of agree, and, right? And, and well, I I mean, I think. Women can rape men. It's a very bad thing. I think it's. It, I what I've read is it is very much underreported. Yeah. Um, but like when these teachers go to jail for like fucking their high school senior student, I could sleep with a teacher as as a high school senior, not be of legal age. It could be illegal, but I fucking know what's going on. You know what I mean? And you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what I right. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? So it's like. That's why, the but te- it's different if a male teacher is fucking a fourteen-year-old student, fifteen-year-old yes. student. Yes, it is different. So it's different. I get what he's saying. It is different. It's hundred percent. I mean, there's different. a reason that that this female teacher is still in jail. She, it's still, a, it's yeah, it's, it's illegal. It's yes, horrible but either way, but this, but it's not horrible. No, no. See, it's not horrible either way. That's not true. A fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old dude in high school that like is ill. It's illegal, but he's sexually mature. Looks at porn, knows what the fuck's going on. You're gonna do it when his teacher, yeah, goes 97 percent of the time. Yeah, I guarantee it's gonna, gonna happen. Blow you, yeah. What the fuck? That's not a rape, especially if he's in love with her or whatever. Bill said, I he's get consenting. It. No, th- yeah. I'm not saying love. That's just, a he's big, consenting. But, but, there's a but, big difference. But you're saying there. you're saying a 16 year old man can consent, but a 16 year old woman cannot consent. That's what that, you're trying to draw a sexual line here. No, I'm not saying a 16 year old girl can't consent, but I think there's a big difference between a 30 year old male teacher getting a 16-year-old girl to sleep with him as opposed to a 30-year-old teacher getting a 16-year-old guy to sleep with her. Big difference because the guy can go, get off me. <laughs> no, I don't want it. There's a, there's a huge difference there. But, but at, that, at that age, neither neither man or woman is emotionally emotionally mature. Their brain isn't done That's growing yet. That's complete bullshit. That's complete bullshit. You're, they say your brain doesn't grow, stop growing until what? Eight, like Until about 20 years old? So you're saying at 16-year-old you can't you're not. You can't make a choice. 
at 16 years old se- a sexual choice? Of you course you can. You make a choice, but you're people not, lose, uh, not everybody, well informed. So many people lose their virginity at 16 years old. Or younger. Or younger. But, um, but usually with someone around the same age as you. Usually, but it doesn't matter. Either, either way, it's it's a whole... I think... Why don't we let this... this for 40 seconds left, and then we'll continue the conversation. An older woman can He's, manipulate a young kid, and I don't think it's really healthy. I don't think it's healthy for a kid who's going to be 14 with two kids out in the world. I think the... That those children will grow up fairly damaged. I think that kid's going to grow up fairly damaged. So you're on her set? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we Henry find Rons. out what happened with the kids and the family and all that? If it's 98. Google, it's Mary Kay Letourneau. It's very famous. I don't know. I, whatever. And I'm not even... It's not like I want to come in here today and be like, I think we should let you know teachers fuck 15-year-old students. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, but- there's a difference. Like, can we not pretend there's not a difference between a, a young guy and a young girl sexually, right? Yes. There is. But anyway, so now people are calling Bill Maher a hypocrite because it's like Bill Maher's advocating fucking pedophilia, which technically is, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway. No, but, no, but well, it's Matt, not. You're, you're not done. Oh, yeah. Look up Mary Killer Turner. It, it's not by I, definition because by definition, we're saying is not prepubescent. No, no, no. It's pedophilia is. See? Yeah, I guess you're right. But it's illegal, though. It's not pedophilia, but it's illegal. It's what, sta- what statutory. Statutory rape. It's not pedophilia, technically. Right, I agree. By the definition that we talked about, it's not. I feel like we're square dancing, and then they switch what, which dance we're supposed to be doing. Well, because yeah. we're dancing around what is, as I've been saying, it's a, okay, here's the, I'm, if you're psychologically attracted to people in this age group, it doesn't necessarily mean pedophilia, but the legal definition of pedophilia is still going to be under the age of consent. Right. That's what. That's why you feel like it's this change. These changing goalposts. Yeah. I still. Okay. I still think it. You can't separate based on. Oh, it's okay if one gender does it, and not okay if another does. But they're different. That's the thing. They're different. They're different genders. We're not the same. Look back at sixteen-year-old man, Sam. Yeah. Were you emotionally mature then? Good not question. as emotionally mature as I am now. That wasn't a question. Answer his question. I don't even. Remember Were you? Like yes or no. What will define? What do you mean? Do you, do you think you do you think if like be more specific about what do you mean emotionally mature? Ha, do you, it would have had a major impact on your life, and you'd be a vastly different person today if one of your teachers came along and said, and and you were just sleeping with teachers at the age of fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, no doubt. It doesn't mean it right. You, absolutely, I would be different, of course. And but that nobody's saying that that doesn't happen. What, yeah. what are the odds that you'd be maladjusted? Maladjusted because I have of that? no idea. I I think it's very it's. It is bad, as bad of a rape because it's still going to affect your development. It's damaging to someone's childhood. You're being taken advantage of. Exactly. But you're a child at 16? Childhood? That's what I'm saying. Like, 16, you're a child? You're a... a you're, you're, you're... I don't know, that, that was almost mm-hmm. half your life ago. Yeah, it's less than half my life. Oh, I said yeah. almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. You were... A gangly, a gangly little mandatory Samson back then. Yeah, absolutely, no question about it. But it, but I completely understood. I, I'm not. If one of my female teachers, thirty years, say twenty five years old, whatever, I'm sixteen, right? If I was attracted to her, right, because I would at that point be able to be attracted, like know what attraction yeah. is and like know what sex is. If she was attracted to me and tried to like hook up, I don't know whether I would have done it or not. But I think I could have made that choice on my own. But she'd be a predator because she she has technically. But what if we we're both into it? She'd be taking advantage of you. 
kind of, not really. How is she taking advantage of me? I have to make the choice to fucking ha- physically have sex with her. Like, it is my choice. If you're talking about a 30-year-old teacher, male teacher, 28-year-old male teacher, with a 15-year-old, 16-year-old he's girl. He's done in every case, in every circumstance. Yeah, he's it's done. a different it's story, though. And it doesn't mean, because she might be into it also, but like... There, that's a fucking blurry line. It's way blurrier a line than me sleeping at a sixteen-year-old man, boy, whatever, to sleep with a, t- a female he, teacher. It's different. I, I think right it's there. Different. I think right there. And I'm not at, again all illegal. So it doesn't matter. Can point and moot, but but I, but I I think right there you're saying that I think you're trying to draw this this gender gap that just says, oh, it's okay. It, it, it just arbitrary thing that oh, women women can't think for themselves. And that's not what I'm saying. I. I Yes, that's a okay. That's a bad way to put it. But what am I saying? You're trying. It's just saying like there's have, a difference. That's all I'm you're, saying. You're trying to protect. I'm not saying either you, one is okay. It's, it's saying, saying you a need. Difference. It's saying you need to protect women more than you need to protect men, and that inherently is sexism. I don't give a shit. What what, what do you want to call it? I think you do have. Well, to. So do why do you, why do women have to be more protected in that sense than men? If women can have the same sexual attraction, if they can just if they because can women be, can be taken advantage of easier than men can physically. That's the difference. Mentally, women but it's might consensual. Yeah, though. we're discussing consensual. If anyone who's being physically t- physically taken advantage, but this of, is what we're talking about. Then, so if that, but you're saying cons- you're saying that women of that age cannot consent. That's not true. But I'm saying, but legally they can't, and that's what we're talking about. Like, why is that? Because we're saying that the the difference in age and the difference in experience is why they can't consent. So it doesn't matter if she wants to do it or not, or he wants to do it or not. But I'm telling you that I think that there's a difference just purely based on. A young, a sixteen-year-old man and a sixteen-year-old girl. There's a difference there. I think it sets a very bad double standard when you say that. Oh, but there is a double. But there is right. It is different. Do you do you don't think that there's any difference between a sixteen-year-old girl sleeping with like a thirty-year-old man as opposed to a sixteen-year-old boy, man, whatever you want to say, sleeping with a thirty-year-old teacher? I think it's creepy from either end. I think it's forget you, creepy, but I'm I, saying, but you there is a difference. You no. know, or you don't see there's a difference. I think I think it's deplorable on either end. It's 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 deplorable, it's ra- it's ra- it's deplorable for a 16 year old kid that is jerking off, looks at pornography, knows what sex is, gets to fuck a hot teacher. There's a difference. There's a difference there. And you see, this is part of the issue where like people are just like, oh yeah, he slept with her. Nice. It is nice. Who if jo- if me and Joey are both 16, we went to the same high school. He fucks our hot teacher, and he goes. I fucked our hot teacher. Right? I'm not going to go, oh my God, are you okay? I'm going to go, fuck yeah. High fives. Or whatever, right? I'd be like, yeah, high fives all that's around. That's insane. That's amazing. If a 16-year-old girlfriend of mine goes, yeah, Mr. Whoever fucked me on Thursday, I'd be like, that's yeah. So, so then, There's a difference. There, there's a difference there. So, so my, no, but okay. I don't know why there is, I, but there is. To me, there is. But, it feels like there is, right? But how about this? Yeah. The, my teacher took advantage of me. You, Joey. Yes, me, Joey, at sixteen. Yeah, then okay, then we have a problem. She's a predator. Okay, then we have a problem. Why? Why is she doing this? Why is who doing what? The teacher. Because she's attracted. She wants to bang a kid. I don't know what the fuck her motives are. She can be in love with you. I don't know. So, so, so I I just want to turn this around the other way and say, what makes it so a woman can't go turn to her friend and say, "Oh, high five! I I just got laid." So why? Why? mm. Why are we saying that women have to be repressed sexually in that sense? Um, they don't have to be repressed sex, but they do because it's illegal, right? We're talking about that, but I, I just think there's a difference. I, if look, if the 16 year old girl like is in, that's the problem, right? That's where we get into it because for a guy, here's maybe the difference for a guy, 
he can separate emotionally, I think, di- differently than women can. Sex versus like a loving attachment, I think. Sex can just be sex for a guy more likely than it is for a 16-year-old girl that's just getting into it, whatever. She might be taken advantage of purely on the fact that her emotions are more involved than a guy. A guy can go, yeah, I fucked the, the teacher. You see, I've- A girl might be like, I'm in love with it, and that that's where the gray area of being taken advantage of can come in. Same thing can happen for a guy, but I think it's more likely for that to be the case with a young girl as opposed to a young guy. You see, I disagree with that on that's a fundamental basis. Okay. I, th- I think men are less less social or uh, social socially we're less allowed to show our emotions. But I I can assure you, I am just affected by emotions as any woman. I, that, men men and women know feel, men and women feel emotions equally. We're human. No, we're but human I'm beings. saying sexual beings. sexual acts affect women emotionally more than they affect men. So I'm generalizing. No, you're not going to win that one. No, no, no. no. But, I'm gen- but that's the truth. It literally, physiologically, if a woman sleeps with a guy like a few times, she becomes more bonded to that person. A guy can fuck a woman a bunch of times. You know, like, you, you know, that is just physiologically the truth. So I'm not like making that up. That's really the case. Forget emotion. I'm saying like, loving feelings whatever well at the know. end of the day there has to be bill uh, maher's got a fucking answer for this shit this isn't my problem it's 98 no one gives a shit <laughs> but uh what it comes down to really is, is how much physical attraction is there between the two individuals i don't know because if it's an ugly teacher it's never gonna happen that's the other th- aspect of it right <laughs> that's true too see because it, that's it, true if, too. It's, <laughs> it, if it's young joey right uh-huh. And the teacher's 35 years old, and she's fucking huge. My dick's not going to go up. You're just not attracted. You don't say fucking huge. You can say you're not attracted to her. Yeah, I'm not going to be attracted to yeah, her. Yeah, right. Then, right. Then. <laughs> then becomes awkward, and other people get involved. Yeah, and that could be considered more like an assault or whatever it is. If she's hot, that's my. That's good. I'm glad you said that. That's the point, right? You, are you going to feel taken advantage of? No. You're like, no. That was fucking awesome. I, mean, attract- I was attracted, and I went for yeah. it. Yeah. Attraction... Basically, you're, you, that goes back to the consent argument. Then that's just right. okay. I, if I'm not attracted to someone, I'm not going to consent. Right. That, yeah, that's that's hundred percent. Yeah, that's the but, truth. That's right. uh, that's life. But yeah. I'm, just, I'm just picturing <laughs> Joey's teacher. Oh, Joey, I like that amethyst you're wearing today. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. The way you just. Uh, all right. Anyway, so this is obviously the last podcast we're ever going to do. Uh, <laughs> we're getting canceled. So now, much whatever. audio. I just wanted to have you know whatever. It's like I just wanted the conversation. Point. End of the story is they should have saw this coming. Well, no. It, there is an age of consent. And there's a legal age for a reason. How old is he talking let about? Me, let me just say. Okay, fine. Uphold that. I'm not saying, yeah, you know, look, if it feels like it's okay, it's okay. I don't know, right? That's an individual basis. You're going to have to figure that out. I'm not fucking anybody that's not of legal age. I'm married anyways. It doesn't matter. But, like, that is what it is. Like, the law is the law. If you want to change the law, go petition Congress. Be that person. Go for it. But, like... I'm just trying to have a conversation about emotions and look, what is consent and like the blurry area. But like the laws are the laws. So look, you, you can't sleep look, with somebody look, that's look, significantly look. younger than you. What I'm going to say. You just can't. It's it's my fucking house. Uh-huh. I pay taxes. Right. What happens behind that closed door between consenting individuals. Listen to the words I'm using. Right. Consenting individuals. Period. But then what makes Holy it individual? Fuck. This is wrong. <laughs> Fuck my mouth. <laughs> oh, Joey, God.
I feel his growing erection against my thigh. Yeah, well, but, do it at but, your own house. But that's not true, by the way, because it's like, hey, listen, I fucked that eight-year-old behind closed doors. That's my ha- no. That's nah, really, but uh, how old is he actually talking? Who he? So so it's thirteen, Milo. Yeah, he was kind of at the end of the, the day. 13, we're talking about yeah, 13 the thirteen-year-old area, I guess, stuff like. That. At what point is a thirteen-year-old a man, though? We're not. We talked about this for forty minutes. We're not getting back into this again. Okay, we're fine. Just going back but in a circle. Just, I don't know. That's the thing. That's all I was saying about that portion of it. See, see, like, see, because for me, like thirteen is different on everybody. Like, Sixteen is different on everybody. Look, I don't know. Here, here, here. It's still legal. Yeah. Um, here, here, for women, you can tell when they're pre pu- 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 after puberty. You can tell. <laughs> With men, I don't think it's the same thing. What I are you talking about? What do you mean, Joey? Have your balls dropped yet? Yeah. You, what, what are you talking about? You got facial hair. You got armpit hair. You have pubic at, hair. At thirteen, Whatever. everybody's balls is dropped. Not everybody, but I'm saying you just said you can't tell when a guy. Of course you can. And that's why, also, why the law goes to an age where you know by that point everyone has under has undergone puberty. Right. Okay. Also, by the other token, like wi- girls can look physically more mature than they are emotionally or mentally. So that, no, there's another reason. I mean, the same, the same can be said about both genders on that one. For sure, but I'm but but you know what I mean. It's like if a girl has big, you know, she has boobs now. Oh, her, her hips are a little. You go. Oh, okay. But yeah, she's a kid still. It doesn't matter physically. There's a difference between between being sexually mature and emotionally mature. Right. And back in the days when you. We're expected to die by thirty. You were ex- then having children back then was one thing, but that are- actually wasn't really true. By the way, I just heard really? that recently too. Yeah, that it, it's it's kind of a misnomer that people died at like thirty. Okay, years okay, yes, it's because the average death, but yeah, I mean, infant but, mortality but, was way yeah, higher. You need to have twelve children in the hopes that six that five would survive. Right. So it, that's the that's what I'm trying. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> people probably have comments on that. Whatever. I just wanted to talk I, I think, about it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a. I'm sure. It's not the hill I'm trying to go down on. I don't care. I'm just gonna say if there's any. Stop te- fucking kids. What, what do you want me to say? It's like yes, through all through all this. She's not legal. You can't sleep with her. So that's it. If he's not legal, don't sleep with him. You, you can't do that. If you do, you better hide it well. Otherwise, you're gonna go to fucking jail. That's the lesson we learned. Through all of this, we we do not support kitty fucking. No. How is Milo not in jail? I mean, he didn't fuck a kid. That's true. He, he hasn't got done molested. It was yeah. decades ago. Well, and then. Uh, you said you didn't want to go into the Joe Rogan podcast. There was, uh, I listened to one clip of it yeah, where he was saying, or I saw a transcript that said, he was saying, oh, I've been to parties in Hollywood where I've seen some deplorable stuff and like people of really too young of an age. And Who said that, Milo? Milo. Yeah, probably. Possibly. Yeah. Joe, Ro- shit, Joe Rogan did not see that stuff. Right. Well, Which, yeah. Like that's what I took more offense, more issue with is, oh, you're seeing this stuff in Hollywood and just letting that Well, go. that's the shit that he's going to say anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the, perhaps that's that is, the provocateur stuff. And maybe it, it's true. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, I'm too tired to do the Gorka clip. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> um, we'll I'll save it for next week because it's not. It doesn't necessarily matter. It's not like timely, but it was just something he said. So I'll save that for next week. So you cut something, really? Yeah, you're I'm cutting things you, out of the podcast. Yeah, because we're gonna skip that. We're gonna go to the Trump odds and ends. And All then we'll right, wrap up. Fine. I can't. I don't have time to go because th- I'm annoyed about it. So I don't have time to go through it because we, we just talk. Get more long. sleep, bro. Get more. Sleep. It's not even that. Just physically, we've been talking for two hours. It's like that, you know, we're having like a real conversation. I can't do it. But I will save the uh, the get. It's about Guantanamo Bay and Gorka and this asshole. So okay. we'll talk about it next week. Unfortunately, Gitmo is not going anywhere. No. Uh, all right. Quick, we're going to go through the Trump administration odds and ends. We did the uh, the Fox News poll. Trump travel expenses and security hell yeah um yeah you're into it yeah you know why because millennia 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 has to be protected 24 7 millennia millennia 
Trump Tower, to protect Trump Tower in Midtown Manhattan. Where she is. Costs $500,000 a day. Oh, God. According to the NYPD, that would be about $183 million a year. You know what? They should stop giving the cops overtime and just hire new, you know, hire individuals just for that job. Private security? Yeah, that's a good idea. We should definitely... Blackwater. Yeah. (laughs) For Trump Kids Secret Service, we don't know how much it costs, but every time that they go on a trip for Trump or whatever, they have Secret Service protection now because they're the president's kids, (laughs) so that's expensive. Mar-a-Lago, Trump's winter White House, where he goes every weekend. Three trips so far has cost nine to ten million dollars now they've have disclosed how much it costs but based on obama trips to like florida and other president's trips it costs about three million dollars so every time this fuck goes to mar-a-lago his private you know so i'm resort, paying for this shit yeah we all are it's three I'm million dollars every time he goes and he's going to continue to go obviously yeah, yeah. palm beach sheriff says that it's cost sixty thousand dollars of overtime pay every time he goes down there don't give them overtime. Hire more people. Okay. Those That's are jobs, Chris. That's Those are same. jobs. Because benefits are cheaper. More benefits are right. cheaper than overtime, Joey. Uh, it oh. costs $250,000 on Thanksgiving alone when Trump went down there. So meanwhile, by the way, Trump said he wasn't going to go on vacation. And, you know, I'm going to be working a lot, criticizing Obama, all the shit. The guy's been on six golf trips. He goes down to Mar-a-Lago every weekend. He's costing more money than Obama could ever dream to cost. So quickly. <laughs> so quickly. But Trump isn't black, so therefore we don't have to... That's that's true, right. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Uh, Scott Pruitt has been confirmed as the EPA chief on a 52 to 46 vote. Democrats, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Heidi Heitkamp from North Dakota voted yes. Susan Collins, a Republican from Maine, voted no. Huh. But Pruitt now heads a... Uh, administration that he has sued a number of times and would like to abolish so he's now the head of so it. wait 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 so this thing where he has sued against and tried to get rid of is now the kingpin of it yes wow correct if you don't like him join him yeah exactly um leaked audio of trump at his new jersey golf club in bedminster new jersey uh, has come out attained by Politico. This is him talking to partygoers at the club when he was then the president elect. He's talking about, um, you know, getting cabinet members and stuff. Uh-huh. This is tr- a Trump quote. I don't have the audio, but this, oh. is the, this is the transcript of the audio. He goes, We're doing a lot of interviews tomorrow. Generals, dictators, we have everything. You may want to come around. It'll be fun. We're really working tomorrow. We have meetings every 15, 20 minutes with different people that will form our government. We're going to be interviewing everybody. Treasury. We're going to be interviewing Secretary of State. We have everybody coming in. If you want to come around, it's going to be unbelievable. So you might want to come along. He's inviting fucking people that are are members of his golf club to come to interview the Secretary of State. And he also thinks they're interviewing dictators. I, don't know <laughs> I love that. I don't know if he's joking. <laughs> they're interviewing dictators. So in, in addition to the... Could you imagine if Obama was like, yeah, I'm going to invite uh, whoever, <laughs> Bill Ayers, to come? So, so in, in addition to the uh, membership fees, initiation fees, yeah. should they be required to have a security clearance to get into those places now? Yeah, they should, right? It's a very yeah. interesting thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, Some people are talking. I don't know. Yeah, everyone's talking. Uh, finally, this one just kind of tickled my fancy. The overweight governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, was hosting a radio show recently, and he was talking about like going to lunch with Trump at the White House. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is what it's like to be with Trump, he says. There's the menu. You guys order whatever you want. And then he says, Chris, you and I are going to have the meatloaf. I'm telling you, the meatloaf is fabulous. <laughs> Chris, so he orders for you. <laughs> Trump made Christie eat you meatloaf love. with him. Yeah, I guess because he's a fat fatty, and he was like, he'll appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, it's just funny. If Trump told me, mm. like, hey, you dummies, you get whatever you want. Me and this guy, we're eating the meatloaf. I'd be like, fuck yeah. yeah. Let's try this meatloaf. He's got to like it. 
I hear it's presidential. Yeah, it's the White House meatloaf. Um, he loves it. It was a lunch, by the way. Who the fuck eats meatloaf at lunch? You heard that uh, Chris Christie is in the running to replace Mike Sessa, right? My, uh, Chris Christie isn't running anywhere, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. No. What, wow, where? we're all big on fat jokes today. <laughs> Just for Christie. Where's um, where's Frank hey. Sessa going? Uh, apparently, he wants to retire, and they're trying to figure out who's going to replace him, and there was rumors that Chris Christie's in the running. Why the fuck would Chris Christie do that? He's the governor! He's going to continue. Uh, he's probably going to get arrested for something. What? Bridgegate? The, oh, he's not the judge said that they can proceed with the court case. Then he's not going to jail. Don't worry. If anything, he'll be... I mean, slap yeah, on the wrist? Yeah, slap on the wrist. He'll, he'll, they'll have fall guys. They already have fall, fall guys, don't they? Yes, yeah. I'm sure. All right, I'm done. Chris is falling asleep on us yeah, right now. I've had enough. It's two hours, seven minutes. This is too long. we got to do a shorter episode. Just for the record, everybody on this show does not condone kitty fucking. Yeah, 100%. We're completely 100% against it. Legal age of consent only. That's 18. it. I'm just yeah. going to say 18. Fuck it. You have yeah. to be 18 to consent. That's yeah. it, period. I can't get in trouble. Absolutely. I agree. We should, Well, we didn't do anything, but the, I agree. The, the only laws we support breaking are maybe protesting when you don't have a permit. No, I don't nah. support. No, no, I don't support breaking any laws. <laughs> <laughs> no call to action for Chris. Very good job. Um, Someone studied up. No plugs today. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You know where to reach us. I'm at Matt Stamp. He's at Joey from Jersey. He's Matt D Wise. I love you guys. We're gonna talk to you next week. <laughs> This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Yeah.